All right, our Tarantino ranking for Real Ranked is going live. Hello and welcome back to another Real Ranked. Uh, we are got an exciting panel for Tarantino movies today. Um, just but before we get started, I just have to make sure uh, that I uh, from uh, our episode uh, for MCU, there are actually two orange cats, and I forgot to count one of them. So uh, orange cat hunter. <laughs> Should have been two, but uh, let's just get into uh, bringing everyone in, uh, starting with Rachel. Hello. I'm super excited for tonight. I actually have opinions, hard, firm opinions on all of these movies. So super excited to share those. Maybe a few hot takes. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Great. Uh, let's bring in the next person, Aiden. Bonjourno. <laughs> it's good to be here. <laughs> Ratsy. <laughs> yeah. Steven? Well, you know, when you hear my opinions, you may think my ass may be dumb, but I ain't no dumb ass. It's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> Words to live by. Uh, Words to live by. We got Matt. Hey, I'm just here. So hopefully, I have some opinions. <laughs> yeah, uh, unfortunately, a ton of can make it. But also, uh, Trev was hoping to be here. Uh, we have this to honor him. <laughs> <laughs> Rip in peace, Trev, forever in our hearts. But yeah, he uh, did tell me to defend uh, Inglorious Bastards tooth and nail while I was on, so I will do that. <laughs> okay. Got some comments in the live chat. <laughs> <laughs> One of the panelists comments to boost your own views. I got my hair to join too. I tempted her with Tarantino opinions. So, <laughs> should be fun. There you uh, go. Uh, yeah, so today it's going to work a little differently. Uh, it's not going to be a tier list because there's only 11 movies that we're talking about total. So, mm -hmm. uh, but we should, let's just start with the directorial debut and I just go around with everyone and hear your thoughts on Reservoir Dogs. Cool. Uh, who wants to start then? Yeah, was expecting a tier list. This is a surprise. <laughs> I have to actually speak now. Oh, oh great. Okay. No, I'll, I'll go. Uh, uh, okay. That's, I guess. Sorry, Steve. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, Admittedly, it's been, uh, I watched this, I believe, the summer before freshman year of college was last time oh, I Jesus. watched this. It was my second watch. So, like, I'm pretty familiar. I've seen it twice. So, like, mm -hmm. um, but I really enjoy this one. It went up on when I watched it again. Uh, I won't, I guess I won't say what where it is right now in my ranking. We'll wait until the end, I guess. You know, keep it interesting. Yeah. But I really love this one. 
Uh, I like how tight it is. You know, I love Tarantino's style, but you know, <laughs> the tightness of it is pretty exciting. Uh, all the characters are pretty fascinating. Like he gives you just enough. Um, and the way the story is, you know, wound about, it's very uh, tight. And then it kind of comes to the explosive finale. Uh, and it's it's fun, you know. And I think you can say that about all of his movies to, you know, to the degree you agree with that is like, but you have to admit, at least all of them have some element of fun. And I think this one meets that, the criteria. It's a fun movie, uh, great cast. I kind of set the standard for what Tarantino would become. Yeah. yeah definitely. Uh, yeah, it is a very uh, tight movie. I agree. <laughs> it's like the uh, only also... Tarantino movie that's under two hours, isn't it? Yeah. Well, Kill Bill Volume 1 is also under two hours. Yeah. Is it? Really? Is well, also, well, Death Proof is like just at two hours ish, or it's like mm -hmm. not super long. Compared yeah, to yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah, Reservoir Dogs is his shortest one, but yeah, there's that and Kill Bill Volume One yeah. are under two. Well, okay, and I guess I think Death Proof is also else. under two. Yeah, yeah, Death Proof is like just mm -hmm. at two, maybe a little yeah. more or less. Yeah, yeah. but um, uh, also Reservoir Dogs based on the movie with Chow Young Fat. Uh, mm -hmm. What is it? It's it's um. Oh, I forget what it's called, but it's a movie with oh, Chow Yun Fat in it. Shoot. Uh, it's like, I want to say Streets of Fire, but that's not right. It's like something of fire. Fire fire is in the title. Streets of Fire is the Walter Hill movie. Uh, but anyway, that's beyond the point. So, you know, that might be why it's a bit tighter, because it is sort of inspired by an already short movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, um, I'm pretty sure, like, it probably has, like, in some inspiration from uh, Kubrick's The Killing, because I, when I watch The Killing, I'm like, oh, I, I, I feel oh, yeah. like vibes to it, because it's just a very compact, like, story. Yeah. Uh, it's, like, both crime films, and, uh, but, yeah, Reservoir Dogs, I, just gonna... Hi, okay, Albert. <laughs> so, uh, Reservoir Dogs does not have any feet, I don't, I don't believe, so. Yeah, no. it also it's... doesn't have any named female characters, so yeah. that might have something to do with it. <laughs> yes. Hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I think uh, Reservoir Dogs, I really like the non-linear use of storytelling. Yeah. Too. Like, mm -hmm. I like that, you know, it's his first movie, and it uses that, and I think it's really effective mm -hmm. to, like, tell the story, and, like, it doesn't show that. suspense. At all, too. Right, it, like mm -hmm. it doesn't show the highest, which is like really interesting. I think. Mm -hmm. I I do agree that it's the tightest Tarantino film. It's very compact, and I like that because a lot of Tarantino's films do suffer from long ass runtime disease. So it's very refreshing for me to watch that short of movie, especially after Hateful Eight, which we will talk about later. <laughs> Um, yeah, ensemble cast is great in it, though. Tim Roth just knocks it out of the park. It's the same with Harvey Cattell. Really, everyone. I don't think there's like a weak actor in it. Michael Madsen is really. Good. I mean, he got it. Michael Madsen, yeah. That, he's got Steve a great Jimmy. cast. Well, such a shoestring budget, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, what, yeah. $90,000? Well, he almost. Was, I mean, he was going to make it even smaller, but mm -hmm. his producer or 
he was like, I can, I, I think it's good enough. We can get better names. So he gave him like three months. He's like, all right, if you can get some, and then like Harvey Keitel was like, yeah, this rules. Uh, I'm going to put more <laughs> money into this. So, oh, city on fire. That's what it's called. Oh yeah. It's inspired. Mm-hmm. Ringo Lam uh, directed and wrote the story. So mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I think it's good for a directorial debut. I think it's definitely one of the weaker Tarantino films overall. But I mean, I think you can definitely start to see kind of some of the start of some of the trappings that he uses for most of his films. You know, the nonlinear storytelling, um, the use of soundtracks, um, very well or very well integrated into the film. Um, it's kind of good dialogue kind of quirky characters um i think there's a lot of the makings of what becomes staples of his later movies even though they they don't quite work as well in here as some of his other ones like the opening scene where they're talking about tipping one of my all-time favorite tarantino scenes yeah um but i think i'm in the minority opinion where i think this movie drags a little bit especially around the middle yeah i i do think I think it's interesting. I don't think there's any scenes that I could be like, that should be cut or that should be sped up. But for whatever reason, it just, it, it starts to drag a little in the middle. Um, and yeah, it's definitely also the first movie where Tarantino shows just how far he likes to push the envelope, especially the, uh, the torture scene with Mads Mikkelsen. Like I'm, I'm kind of yeah. surprised he got another movie after he made yeah. that scene. Michael Madsen. Um, Michael Madsen, not Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, I, yeah, that's, did I say Mads? Mik- I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been fantastic, though. I love too Mads, much Hannibal. But, uh, I'm sorry. Good, good, good actor to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. No, uh, Michael Madsen. Um, yeah, especially that scene in the middle. Um, I'm kind of surprised because I'm from what I understand, it was very controversial at the time and still kind of is now just because it was really, really gruesome for a movie where not a lot of things were doing that level at that time yet. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I think overall it's, it's a good, it's a good first movie. Um, If we were doing the ranking thing, I'd give it a C, but. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think the stuck in the middle with you scene is uh, definitely like a top tier Tarantino scene. Yeah, uh, like especially with the use of that song, like it's just so iconic. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, let's see. What Matt? Do you have anything to say for Reservoir Dogs? Um, yeah, I mean, I I like the movie. Um, I think it. I think it's well paced, um, and I actually I like it. A little more than Pulp Fiction. I think it's just more interesting, to be honest. <laughs> um, I, but um, in terms of like what I like about Tarantino and like the style, um, I definitely think he got a lot better in his later movies. Um, or just in terms of incorporating like uh, kind of the the really obvious Tarantino elements, like the really suspenseful uh, scenes and uh, like the music use of music. Mm-hmm. Definitely stuck in the middle with you is um like that's the most iconic part of the movie um and that's definitely up there in terms of uh like overall all tarantino scenes but um beyond that there's nothing uh super memorable about it other than just you know um some of the characters and stuff so i definitely uh like it a little more than pulp fiction but not quite it doesn't quite do as much for me as uh, some of his later work 
Yeah. I also have Reservoir Dogs ranked higher than Pulp Fiction on my list, so I can agree with you on most of those points. Just Yeah, a lot of people, I haven't met many people that have that, though. It's interesting. We're just uh, built different, I, simply. I do know one of, I know someone who has Reservoir Dogs as their favorite Tarantino. So. Based, actually. And I mean, Reservoir Dogs, I'll say Reservoir Dogs, uh, very high up there for me as well. So mm -hmm. if you're going to put yeah. anything above Pulp Fiction, I, I can kind of, I can respect that. For sure. Yeah, I agree. I think Reservoir Dogs is definitely one of his best. Yeah. I mean, it's still fourth on my list, but it's above Pulp Fiction, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, that just sounds so wrong. But okay. so right. No, no. Yeah. Just, yeah. No. All right. Yeah. Out of the ten, out of the ten films he's made, I think it's the third from the bottom for me. Really? Just because so much of his other movies are so good, and like I like Reservoir Dogs, but I don't think it mm -hmm. holds a candle to most of his later work. Hmm. I, I guess yeah, I agree, you know, but I, I also good Pulp Fiction in that too. Time. Oh gosh, you guys! You oh. You're gonna disagree on that one. <laughs> that one's. You can't. You can't say Pulp Fiction is like below. You can say you like the other ones more, but you can't say it's so much worse. <laughs> oh, that sounds so wrong. I. I mean, yeah. I don't want to talk about Pulp Fiction too much yet. Matthew, were you gonna say anything about Reservoir yeah. Dogs or? I uh, had anything. Yeah, uh, no. I. I think it's. Uh, it's definitely one of his best, in my opinion. I think. Uh, the characterizations are really well done. I like how, uh, like, they flash to, like, back to, like, you know, Mr. Orange and, like, Mr. Blonde and, like, all those characters. Like, we get to see, like, you know, later in the movie after, we, like, we see them uh, commit the heist. And mm -hmm. uh, Steve Buscemi is, uh, that's probably his best role. Shoot, yeah. We didn't even talk about Steve Buscemi. <laughs> I mentioned yeah. Steve Buscemi when no one else did. Okay. I got you, Steve. I like Steve Buscemi. <laughs> yeah, Steve rules. Uh as, I think the whole cast is pretty great. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> admittedly, I. It's good that Tarantino's not in it too much because like yeah. everyone in that movie is so good, and then it's just like you have this guy, who's like, it's not a bad actor, but he his cameos are not always the best because he's just not as good as his cast that he gets. So. I mean, that's like every Tarantino cameo, though. So yeah. you can't mark and it's him kind off of, that it's, much it's, for it. It's kind of charming, though, you know, the way he inserts himself <laughs> some into his point. movies. It, it's charming, charming is a one. word that you could use to describe it. I think in this one, it's... There are other words you could use to describe it. It's fun. I guess fun is a better word. That's, yeah. that's the word for all of Tarantino's movies. Uh, fun. Mm -hmm. or for the majority, I guess, if you don't like some... Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I really like uh, Mr. White and like Mr. Orange in their like relation. In yeah, like movie. their interactions are really neat. I like mm -hmm. those. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, the gore is also, I mean, it's one of his goriest movies, honestly. Uh, yeah, even least, though there's only a few yeah. scenes, it's when they it's are done a lot. when it's gory, it's very gory, mm -hmm. and it's not. It's kind of still a bit grounded because the budget's mm -hmm. a bit lower. So like. You know, in his other gory films, which, I mean, all of his movies have blood, but 
you know, the ones where he's intentionally making them gory over the top, like, this one feels the most grounded out of all of his bloody ones. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, so. I really like this movie. I guess, uh, before it's I very watch the list, uh, <laughs> pull this up. We could rank it by feet. I have a feet count for every single movie. I mean, how many big toes do you wiggle? when you're watching a Tarantino movie is how good it is. Let's, how let's, many feet comments do we have? <laughs> <laughs> We're 15 minutes in. Um, Holy but, shit. Yeah, let's, I'm going to bring in the list and uh, let's just start with uh, Reservoir Dives and we can, you know, rearrange. Oh, no. We get to see Matthew misspell almost every word in real time. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, that's the uh, real content you're looking for. It's the real... Yes. This is what you get at real trivia real face off. Ranked. Speaking of pulp fiction, I think that's up next. Yes, yeah, yeah, it is. is pulp fiction. I think. Let's start with Matt Carnahan. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, I mean I, I I enjoy this movie, but I definitely put it under um yeah, well actually under a lot of his other movies. Um but I just like I can understand why people appreciate it. It's just uh, I don't think it has as many like memorable scenes, and the kind of the storyline is just not as interesting to me <laughs> compared to uh, all, many of his other movies. Um, so yeah, I mean I, all, the cast is great. Um, I can't think of anything specific that I don't like about it, other than just it's not quite as interesting to me. Um, I don't really like the way it jumps around in time as much as I do with Reservoir Dogs. Um, I just, I think it works better in Reservoir Dogs than this movie, but yeah, I think that's about it. Cool. Any counterpoints to that, Stephen? Yeah, uh, okay. (laughs) Not only is this by far Tarantino's best film, it's also one of the greatest films ever made, period. One of my favorites. So I feel like I shouldn't have to explain why this movie is great because it's been talked about to death. Uh, but, you know, uh, if you want to hear more, you know, I can give more. But I don't think cool I need to because <laughs> it's it's like all out there. Every scene is so the 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 gimp scene is like just Oh, Jesus Christ, they just uh, missed that. Anyway, sorry, that was the football game. Nice. <laughs> uh, I'm glad we have your yeah. full attention here. The, the gimp scene is just... That is that is how you do tension. Humor, badassery, and, like, everything that needs... Like, it's just perfect. It's perfection. It's awesome. Rules. As does the rest of the movie the way the storylines interweave it's it's not random it's all very like strategically placed in order and it makes for a very fascinating arc uh um jules his character arc is arguably one of the greatest character arcs ever in my opinion uh it's a fantastic morality tale it's awesome entertaining it's it's great Every character has their own story. 
And just because you are a character doesn't mean you have character. <laughs> the tagline <laughs> of the movie. Are but, nice. you know, yeah, I mean, even, like, Tarantino's character is lying about, you know, his aunt got the sheets for him, and we really love it. And then the wolf is like, no, no, you, you can't. You got to deal. Like, I'm sure they are lovely, but you got to do, like, stuff like that. You don't get that in other movies, let alone most Tarantino films, even. Like, it's... It's just amazing. Uh, yeah, that's. I think that's enough love for now. Uh, I guess we can bring it to Rachel. Great, I have opinions on this. Um, I will say it does. Pulp Fiction has a great cast, and I can understand why it's so beloved. Literally, every person that's in it does an absolutely fantastic job with the character that they're given. Maybe with the sole exception of Quentin Tarantino, but I think that's <laughs> given. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, the nonlinear storytelling is neat, and I know how influential it is. I don't think it's necessary for the plot of Pulp Fiction. And really, the plot of Pulp Fiction is kind of boring if it didn't have that nonlinear non storytelling. There's not much there. That you just contradicted yourself there. Uh, you huh? just contradicted yourself there. What? I think that the plot, if it was in a linear narrative, would be extremely boring. And but you just said it's not necessary that it's non-linear. Yeah. I think but the thing you, is, it would be boring said, either way. It would be boring either way. It doesn't make sense that it's in a non-linear oh, narrative, thought, but even if it I wasn't thought, in that. Oh, I thought you meant, like, the reason why it's not boring because it's not linear. No, I just, it's its not a bad movie. I think it's interesting the way that it's structured. I don't get why it needs to be structured that way. But then again, if it wasn't structured that way, uh, it wouldn't be holding my attention at all. Okay. <laughs> and that, I know this is going to be a point of contention, but the conclusion just isn't satisfying at all to me. Like, I know we've talked about Lynch before, <laughs> and Lynch does do conclusions that are extremely vague but in a way that it seems like there's an actual meaning behind it that you could maybe figure out like the suitcase at the end i know that's what everybody hammers on but it no that, that, that suitcase doesn't matter yeah it's a red herring it's a it's a mcguffin whatever yeah, yeah. exactly i don't like it i think it's boring anyway Tarantino Technic cameo okay. isn't good. So. Okay. okay. <laughs> Technically, no, okay. the ending actually, is actually Bruce Willis's scene. Yeah. yeah. Technically, yeah. No, okay. <laughs> but um, I noticed you used to like this movie a lot more, though. Yeah. So, yeah, because it was uh, the first Tarantino movie I'd ever seen. that I went through and watched all of them back to back and realized, hey, he has a lot better movies than this. But that shouldn't mean that means Pulp Fiction is worse. It just means you like his other yeah, ones more. Bad. That and I watched Although, Pulp Fiction you, my freshman year of college when I'd watched maybe a hundred movies max. Yeah, yeah. And I've yeah, watched yeah, twelve hundred. Yeah. So oh, yeah. <laughs> Boom. Alrighty. All right. I could I could combat. <laughs> totally essential. Six out of ten. Thanks, John. And that he's yeah. A John for the record likes Pulp Fiction. It's not bad. I just don't think it's Tarantino's so, best. I understand it why is. it's like in film canon. No, I still don't think you do, though. 
Because I do. I just don't care. <laughs> no, you're no. That's wrong. That's just wrong. It's not wrong. Well, whatever. Their opinions. They can be different. Their opinions, except for mine. That's just a fact. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the issue, though. All right, I'm butting in now because we're going in circles. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, this was my favorite Tarantino movie for a long time. Um, on a rewatch, it's dropped down to third just because two of his others are so good. Um, but I still think it is like Steven said, one of the best films ever made. Um, I, I think that harping on the nonlinear structure is a non-issue just because, just because it's a gimmick, it's still part of the movie. Like if you put Memento in chronological order, it would be boring. Mm -hmm. the, whole, the whole thing is that it's, I mean, it's just the movie. It's not necessarily if, I mean, hypotheticals don't really, make a movie better or worse i guess it's you just got to yeah. take it as it is and like i think that pulp fiction is the most quotable tarantino movie by a long shot um i think every scene in it is really really well done like i i think every scene is memorable i can remember all of the various little chapters and stuff which is more than i can say for at least half of his movies um i think everyone plays their parts to perfection i think it's just, it's very well done. The soundtrack's very well um, integrated. I think it's, it is a Tarantino movie through and through. Like if you were, if I was to point someone to yeah. the quinti quintessential Tarantino film, I'd say Pulp Fiction. Mm. Um, that being said, I do think there are some spots where it drags a little. I do think some of the scenes are a little unnecessary or have unnecessary parts. Like the gimp scene is just a little much for me. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, there's there's at least one scene in every Tarantino film where I'm like, this just makes me uncomfortable and I don't really like watching this. And that's the gimp scene in this one. Um, I think T Quentin Tarantino's cameo is terrible. I don't know why he's there just to drop N words. It's not even yeah. It's not even valid for anything else. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't even make sense in the context of the scene why he's using those, um, other than the fact that he's the screenwriter and can say it in the movie and get away with it, um, <laughs> which just feels weird. But yeah, I think, I think, just from the starting scene with like Miserloo playing after the after the oh, uh, couples talk about yeah. their plan, and then the ending in the diner is really good. Like it did take me quite a while into the film the first time I watched it to realize it was nonlinear. But then once I realized that, I thought it was really cool. Um, yeah, it's nice to see Bruce Willis in a movie where he still cared. <laughs> um, yeah, I think overall, just like excellent casting, excellent scenes, excellent dialogue, excellent soundtrack. Um, really, really well done. Harvey Cartel is, is so good in this. Too. It's like mm -hmm. he hasn't fallen yeah. before, but Are you fucking serious? <laughs> super memorable uh, character, I think. How's the game going, Steven? <laughs> the Cowboys just missed their extra point uh, field goal attempt. That's that was that was funny. That was funny. Thank you. I spent forty dollars on it for another presentation I have to do at some point. I got tired of my headset microphone, so. 
You're way more prepared than we are. No, I'm not. You like professional lighting and everything. It's it's a desk lamp. <laughs> That's professional lighting in my book. Okay. I have no, I have no light right now. It's all backlight. So. You've got like really uh, suspenseful lighting in the back, Stephen. I know. Like, I know. It looks. I, it looks like I'm yeah. about to like kill someone. <laughs> I can just like my face. It's like the basement out, scene but... in Zodiac, literally. But you know. But, uh, yeah, what was I the quote from chin. Zodiac? It's like actually, I I made the posters in the basement. Yeah. It just clicks off the light. <laughs> I love that movie. That's a whole other ranked list. Yeah, that could do sometime probably. But, uh, Thing is, I don't have any opinions on Fincher movies other than like maybe three, so <laughs> that'll be uh, That'd be difficult. You know, everything it can come up eventually. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, Matthew, yeah. fiction. Pulp Fiction is definitely I, uh, it's easily one of Tarantino's best. I always struggle with like which one is my favorite because I just feel like I I, I don't want to spoil everything yet. So. But I think like Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, I always have a hard time like deciding which one I like more. Uh, and then there's one more in there, but uh, I can talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do think that like I really like the non nonlinear like storytelling. I think it it enhances the movie because of that. Like just because it wouldn't work linearly, like I think because it is nonlinear, I feel like it did really like enhance like uh, the story and uh, just like really intrigued me. And then, uh, like, I mean, you guys have already said a lot of this, but uh, the cast is just so good. And uh, easily, like, Jules and Vincent, like, I just, like, feel their story. And, like, Samuel Jackson is just amazing as Jules. Like, easily one of, like, the best, like, movie characters in general. I yeah. Just... I can't think of another actor that would have done that role better than Samuel well, Jackson. It was, it Eddie was Murphy for Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> the, the role was written for Lawrence Fishburne, actually. Um, really? But his agents talked him out of doing it because he, <laughs> he they were saying you need to be a lead man. You need to like you need to make that A list step and if you do this role, you're not going to be um you're not gonna be an A lister. And so he was like, I guess not. Or mm-hmm. they were asking for too much money. I don't know. It's something like yeah, it was too much money as well. They were asking for uh. too much. Um so that it was like he was like all right uh this movie is like low budget i mean it's one of the few t- like i think it's the last tarantino movie where he noticeably uh uses uh um like handheld and i i yeah. forgot that he used to be like kind of an independent filmmaker before going more big budget yeah uh, there was a interception by the cowboys right Damn, there so sucks I'm, no, to anyone who good. isn't watching the game that wants to watch it later, though. Yeah, it's it's fine. I I don't think it's, it's okay. Um, yeah, but, <laughs> that's that's. I just thought it was an interesting tidbit. Lawrence hmm. Fishburne, actually, originally. Yeah, yeah. No, I can't I can't see Lawrence Fishburne yelling the and my name no. is the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Do they yeah, speak uh, English and what? <laughs> <laughs> I will admit that Pulp Fiction is definitely the most quotable Tarantino movie. I still <laughs> think it something. rags. 
If you uh, don't like Pulp Fiction, don't be a square. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I guess I, I I shouldn't talk about it too much. We got other movies to talk about, but we do. Um, I I'll say one more thing. I think the nonlinear is very important. Uh, and like you like I think it's cool how it shows, like the path of Jules versus the path of Vincent Vega. Like, I think the dichotomy between those two characters is like very much the heart of the story. Uh, so, but I just wanted to yep. throw that in there a bit. And mm-hmm. the fact like, cause if it played out chronologically, you wouldn't get that as much. Cause like the ending, you have this catharsis where, you know, like Jules is the, he made that choice and he's not going to end up like Vincent uh, and it's kind of like this big emotional impactful moment also as a bad motherfucker wallet i mean that's just <laughs> badass <laughs> so yeah also uh forgot to bring up christopher walken who uh, has a great chemistry yeah, still oh, yeah. watch up his butt like a badass <laughs> yeah Um, John Gaston. <laughs> Whenever you, I really wouldn't have anything to say. No, no eventually. Probably. I, I, I probably wouldn't be involved there. Nah. I'm not sure what John was uh, saying about it, but not a clue. <laughs> I know there's like a lag in between the uh, live chat and the stream in here, mm-hmm. so yeah, I have so. no idea what they're referring to. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I'm going to bring back up the list. And, uh, you know, I'm going to put the Pulp Fiction and we'll go around and, you know, if you guys, who who uh, wants to Pulp Fiction? I, I don't think Number we one. made our case strong enough, Rachel. Yeah. Number I don't one, think we have either. Reservoir dogs. Yeah. I can Number just one. say anything. Number one. Number one. God fucking Number damn it. One. If it gets top spot. It should. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. You know, okay, who, in this, who in this call has uh, Pulp Fiction as their top Tarantino movie, other well, than Steven? Me. Well, I, I already... Really? Uh, I, I, <laughs> top three are interchangeable. So. Yeah. Uh, but For the purposes of this call, make one of them not Pulp yeah, Fiction. Yeah, make one of them not Pulp <laughs> Fiction <laughs> so I can prove my point, um, please. Uh, I will say this, as long as the list is not as bad as, like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Fair. <laughs> it's the the cowboys. Uh, just yeah. Anyway, um, the but what was I gonna say? Yeah, whatever. Oh yeah, IMDb ranking. As long mm-hmm. as it's not as bad as that one, because the way it's ranked on IMDb is just awful. Like it's it's not awful, but isn't it, it like the there's fifth a f- best movie of all time? No, 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 no. Not Pulp Fiction. I mean like Tarantino's. Like oh, the ranking okay. of his films. As long as we don't have it like the IMDb rankings where Pulp Fiction is on top. I think it's a great list. No. no. Everything besides Pulp Fiction being number one is pretty wrong. That's what I was skipping. Oh, that, yeah, that's a terrible list. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, so uh, anyone have anything else to say about Pulp Fiction? or We should move on. Because right. in all honesty, made, that's the one agree. I have the most to say about anyway. So yeah. I could say a lot more. We've gotten through two in 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. 
The next one should be a little shorter since only two of us. Yeah, that's. Uh, oh wait, really? Oh, four rooms. Okay. Four oh, rooms. No. Uh, can we just automatically put at the bottom? I don't yeah, think we need to cares? talk about who it. A, who gives a fuck? Uh, it sucks. You know, we... I'm never gonna watch it, so who cares? You got it for that completionism, though. I don't care. It's not his movie. A third of it is. It's a fourth. Fourth. Fourth of it is. Yeah, a fourth. Exactly. That's how bad keep it is. There's like the yeah. I'm trying to... Technically, it's like three. Uh, it's two. Does it's... that like incomplete percentage on Letterboxd bother you at all, Steven? <laughs> no. Really? Because... because it's literally, it says, like, the thing is, half the time, like, usually you will never complete a director's filmography on Letterboxd because, like, half of them listed are, like, not even really a few. Like, there might be two or three upcoming projects, some random yeah. short films, or a music video he directed. Like, so, you know, it's fine. It's fine. I used to have 100% Matthew Vaughn completion. No, Wes Anderson completion, then French Dispatch. Oh, yeah. 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 I could Sad watch uh, the, I could log like the music video M. Night Shyamalan directed. <laughs> and then once this new movie came out, I'd be at 100%, but I don't care. It's only like five minutes. You're fine. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. The only uh, note I have written down for four rooms is just Tim Roth come potion, which I think puts it firmly at the bottom. Uh-huh. Tim Roth is really doing something in that movie. Yeah. I don't know. He's doing something. Yeah. I don't know how to describe what he's doing, but he's doing a lot of it in that movie. Yeah. Yikes. Was it I will say that the... <laughs> I'm sorry? Was it worth watching for the Marissa Tomei cameo? Yeah. <laughs> I like Marissa Tomei. She's cool. <laughs> also, the Robert Rodriguez section is pretty neat. Yeah. So I'd I'm say it's worth it just for watching that. Foot fetish, but. <laughs> also, <laughs> uh, Andrew said he has watched Pulp Fiction. Has he? Okay. Yep. So. Okay. Why didn't he comment it? Why isn't he? I don't know. Why isn't he here? And why isn't he here? Yeah, if you can hear us, give us a sign. <laughs> How did he know that we were talking about whether he'd seen it or not? He just Probably is always listening. Rachel and I texted him. him. <laughs> oh, okay. I was ready to make fun of him for not seeing Pulp Fiction watching. and being a film major. So. <laughs> yeah, um, I think only two of us have seen Four Rooms, so no, F tier. Decision Lowest one. Here, bottom of the list. I don't think anyone will. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's next? Right. Jackie Brown. Jackie, Jackie Brown. Brown. You can start with uh, Stephen. Right. You want to start with me? I love this movie. It's great. Uh, you know, I think it's. Um, you know, some of Tarantino's films have. A great sense sense of warmth and like you know you're kind of like you feel like it's just really you feel like a warm blanket is wrapped over you and you're just like comfortable listening to all these people talk and like it's kind of nice you're just vibing with them it's a hangout it's a good time and uh 
I think Jackie Brown is a great way to follow up Pulp Fiction. It's different. You know, he probably couldn't have made it at any other point of his career. Um, I think the characters are all fantastic. Um, I love how Samuel Jackson's character is completely, well, not completely, but very different. Yeah, completely different from Jules. Uh, and also, um, you know, Pam Greer, it's cool to see Tarantino, you know, starting to be able to, well, he did it with Pulp Fiction with um, with uh, John Travolta, as he is a major fan of Blowout. But also, you know, with Pam Greer, you know, inserting one of his childhood, or at least up-and-coming film fan favorites growing up. Uh, and I think she delivers Robert Forster, also fantastic. Uh, the whole cast, I mean... Okay, every Tarantino movie, great cast, so I guess we don't need to mention that, no. really. Um, but I and that, that heist in the middle, just um, very fun, bubbly, and also tense, too. Uh, the interactions between De Niro and Bridget Fonda are awesome in this movie. You know, they're just, like, chilling in the apartment. It's like, you want to have sex? Okay. And then they're like, all right, cool. It's just hilarious. <laughs> and then and then it's like, and then they go on to the high sequence, which is also non-linear, but also like the way it's edited is so fun. Um and then you have like and he shoots her, like, what the fuck? It's great. It's hilarious. And then you get like Samuel Jackson delivers two of my favorite lines in like movie history with the my ass may be dumb, but I ain't no dumbass. And uh, what happened to you, man? Your or what the fuck happened to you, man? Your ass used to be beautiful. Just yeah. So love it, love it. Pam Greer, Robert Forster's uh, relationship in this movie is great too. It's not it's not too forced, and it's not like they get a happily ever after. You know, it's kind of bittersweet, uh, middle aged romance. You don't really get many i think in hollywood movies quite like that so yeah mm. love this one definitely high up there for me all right um uh, rachel what do you have to say? uh i didn't like that much <laughs> it just didn't work for me cast is great uh high scene also great i just don't think it deserved the really long run time of two hours and 30 something minutes it I felt like almost every single minute of that runtime, and I have no idea why. <laughs> Pam Greer is amazing in it, though. I don't really have much to say about this. Uh, By the did. way, I, I, I'm not going to get mad at anyone's mm -hmm. opinions anymore. Pulp Fiction's <laughs> just the one I needed to adamantly <laughs> defend because I, I can't stand it. Uh, slander. So, yeah, that's all. Just had to get that out of the way. <laughs> Aiden, uh, what do you have to say for Jackie Brown? Uh, I'll be honest. This is the only. This is I didn't get to rewatch this one or Death Proof, but I've seen Death Proof recently enough. I can talk about that. It's been mm -hmm. several years since I've seen Jackie Brown, so I don't remember much of it. I think it's a very forgettable movie. It's at the number six in my ranking. It's just it's kind of mid tier. Um, the only things I really remember are the ending. Um, Robert De Niro being an abusive person and 
Samuel Jackson having one of the worst movie haircuts I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's pretty bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think I I think it dragged. From what I remember, I remember just being kind of bored and it just feeling way too long. Um, so I think it's just mid tier for me. But I'd have to give it a rewatch to solidify that. Um, Matt, what about you? Yeah, I'm with Rachel and Aiden. Um, I'm still sort of in this like lukewarm phase of his filmography. Um, I like not much. I don't really remember much. The only thing I like remember um, is the Chris Tucker sequence. But that's I think that's happened at the beginning. That's about the only thing I really remember. The uh, one where he gets put in the car. Yeah, um, which yeah, doesn't really have really like, a, a whole scene. lot to do <laughs> with the movie. A, a, I, a ton, I, but I wanted to mention fun. that and I didn't, but yeah. That's yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Pam Greer is great. I do want to rewatch this one because uh, I think I currently have it ranked last, but I still enjoy it. It's just not one that I really like, feel like I need to come back to and rewatch. It doesn't really have like that that like one scene where you can say, oh, yeah, that was a really great scene. And um, mm-hmm. usually most of his other movies have the, at least one of those. This one really doesn't do much for me. So. Uh. Yeah, uh, I this one I really like actually. I think it's one of the more underrated Tarantino movies. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, so I there's like not a whole lot I feel like I can talk about. But I do like really like the uh, high scene in the shopping mall. Like I, I remember that pretty clearly, like in like the parking lot. And then uh, you know, like you guys already talked about, the cast is great. Uh, I really like Robert Forster. Like I think he was like really good. And it's like the first time I noticed him as an actor. Like so, like yeah. Uh, but Twin Peaks. I, I do have it in the lower half of my ranking, but I just that's just because Tarantino yeah. movies are all like so good. So yeah, that too. That's an issue. We'll see come up <laughs> for the rest of this list. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm just I'm gonna bring up the letterbox list and we can decide where. Right. We want to I that. think it's pretty easy here. Above four rooms for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Below I I, below, below rest, rest of four dogs. dogs I yeah. Guess, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I, I need yeah. to I need to rewatch Reservoir Dogs, but I I, I can agree with this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, before we go on to the next movie, uh, we got some people talking about uh, again. Uh, <laughs> I'd love episode? to see a Fincher episode oh, with uh, I would love to do a Kubrick episode. Would it be if all of his movies, or would it be a top ten? I love yeah. how I refer to Sam as a Fincher simp. I, I don't, you know, it was great. And I love it. She's carrying that title with pride. Oh, Talking to make would be so fun. No. I can't. I, yeah, that's I Aiden's favorite. That's my, that's my hot take. It's his, we it's need his best to, we need to. We need to talk about Tarantino, though. That's not this episode, <laughs> yeah. but holy shit, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, if anyone wants no. to send in suggestions, kind of boring. Send a message. I'll send the. <laughs> hey, the Albert. Again. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you, Albert. But let's that movie move is on no, now, no. Let so. him speak. Let him speak. I think Albert no. makes a good point. No. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to Kill Bill now. Let's uh, start with Rachel. Finally, I love this movie. I think it's super fun. I. Uh, Fucking Uma Thurman. I like Uma Thurman in this movie a lot better than Pulp Fiction. 
just because I think she has a lot more to do by virtue of just being the main character, which makes a lot of sense. I love House of the House of Blue Leaves sequence is one of my favorite Tarantino sequences. Second to only no, third to only two scenes in uh, Inglorious Bastards, which I can talk about later. But the entire movie is just so fun. Lucy Liu is perfect in that role, and Oren and the whole story with her is fantastic. The only part that I don't enjoy that much is the animated part, but I think I don't think that's a hot take. I, it's just kind of eh. But other than that, I really enjoy it. Uh, super fun. Super bloody. That's it. Choreography is amazing. I just have Lucy Liu with a heart down in my notes. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, Lucy Liu is great in this movie. So yeah. I, I get that. Um, all right, Aiden, let's let's go to you next. This is my hot take for Tarantino. This is my second least favorite. I don't like this movie at all. I think. Let me clarify. I think the crazy eighty-eight sequence through the ending top tier Tarantino. I think the rest of the movie awful. I I don't like anything else in the movie up until the crazy 88 scene. I it's doesn't have good dialogue. I don't like any of his soundtrack choices. I don't think it's interesting. I just watched it 2 days ago and I couldn't tell you anything that happened up until the crazy 88 part and like maybe the beginning and the Hattori Hanzo scene. I also don't like the anime sequence. Um, yeah. I do think Uma Thurman's great. I think, I think Lucy Liu's great. Um, but it's just missing. For me, it just felt like it was missing that Tarantino touch. Like, it didn't feel like a Tarantino movie until the Crazy 88 sequence, in my opinion. I think it just it does so many kind of weird things. Like, it starts with the Klingon proverb, which is sort of funny, but doesn't match anything else in the film. Um, it's got the anime sequence, which just felt kind of out of place yeah um i mean i just i don't think i don't think any of the dialogue in this movie has the same feel as any of his other films like it's not snappy it's not quotable it's not even really interesting to listen to it's just kind of a vehicle to move the plot along to the next fight scene it's it doesn't really it just doesn't work for me i don't know why because i love kill bill volume two that's the weird thing I think Kill Bill Volume 2 is one of my favorites, but this one, I, I have a hard time getting through. It's like the short, one of the shortest ones. So Okay, but I do quote, tear the bitch apart almost on a weekly basis to my friends. So, <laughs> I, Yeah, I would say this movie's quote, I, yeah. it's been like over a year since I've seen mm -hmm. it, so it's not as fresh, but it's still decently quoted. Little Caucasian girl likes to play with samurai swords. Or uh, <laughs> I collect your fucking head. That scene's really good. I love that scene. <laughs> Just when she's in the conference room with everybody. Yeah. Yeah, Lucy Liu's great. Yeah. But yeah, most of the movies just. Eh. That's my hot take. I know you're all ashamed of me. Sad. <laughs> no, Sad. it's not Pulp Fiction, so I don't care. Yeah. My God! Can oh. we move on from Pulp Fiction, please? <laughs> Jesus! It's useless to talk about Pulp Fiction in this stupid podcast. 
Um, yeah, so I love this movie. Um, I do agree with Aiden. I, I love like volume two even more than this one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I love the, just the style of it. Um, Copperhead fight is great. I, uh, around the like, house and the kitchen, uh, cotton off fight is great. Um, the anime thing isn't really like my thing, but I don't really mind it. I think it, it I agree. It doesn't necessarily fit, but I think it just adds character to the movie um and that it just is there um i think you could easily take it out and it would be fine like it wouldn't really change anything um but i don't really like care all that much about it um being in there um and yeah i mean i think this particular one like when you compare it to volume two it wasn't really as much about the dialogue as it was about kind of setting up the story the plot and uh focusing more on the kind of over the top fighting whereas um you kind of moved into more of the uh, memorable dialogue and kind of character moments that um, I, I personally preferred in volume two more, but I, I definitely enjoyed the action in this one as well. Um, and again, yeah, as we keep saying, the uh, cast is great. Um, again, I do like the um, the cast a little more in volume two, but um, like Vivica Fox, uh, Lucy Liu, they're great in this one. So and I think mm. it yeah, sets up the story really nicely. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess I'll just say I, I really enjoy this one as well. Um, admittedly, a bit more surface level than most of Tarantino's work. Um, so I wouldn't put it top tier Tarantino, but I did like it more when I watched it again. Um, the first time I watched it, I watched it on my phone with like 20% battery on a bus ride to a cross-country meet. So maybe that had something to do with it. But I did enjoy it a lot on rewatch. Uh, more so. I liked it the first time of, uh, still, but uh, it it's, uh, yeah, there's plenty of memorable scenes. I really like the kitchen fight. Uh, that's something that's really fun and creative and subversive. Um, it'd be interesting if we got a volume three with the kid. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, another interception that was guys did that that's why um but yeah it was a fun movie uh lots of fun callbacks uh the opening in black and white and then i shot the sheriff bang bang yes that's pretty sweet too so overall yeah fun movie um and i guess i shouldn't say too much because don't want to keep people here for five hours there's only a couple more movies. Uh, oh, I, I, I'm not keeping count, but uh, yeah, what? I haven't seen this one in a while. But I don't. Yeah, I can't do math right now. There's only six more but, movies. There's only six more movies. I'm, I'm going to take a restroom break. Don't mind me. Okay. Have fun. But uh, yeah, safe. I don't care. You I'm can nice. look at my Pulp Fiction poster while you're in. Oh my god. <laughs> while he's gone, Perfect. we should move Pulp Fiction down in the list. Please, God. Nope. Thank will, God he is gone. Up. Anyway. I'll defend it. I just think it's overrated. I yeah, went I into it and I'm like, cool, this is it's good. <laughs> I can't it probably does. I have yeah. weird, he's a weird dude. Thanks for that mental image, yeah. John. The action Appreciate is great. It. Thanks, John. 
Uh, you're cut, you're cutting out a lot there, Matthew. Yeah. Can we just place Kill Bill like really high? Yeah, while like at gone? the top at this point. Okay. At the top, let's go. Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. Okay. Um, any better? Yeah. Yeah, you're fine. A little bit, yeah. Okay. Uh, what was the last thing that? I said, I guess. Uh, we were I all agreeing that we put Kill Bill Volume One at the top of the Tarantino nope, list for not, right now. <laughs> not agreeing that at it's all. It's two. To, it's two to one. No, it's two to I, one. No. Disagree. Shit. I would put it at the <laughs> five, but I mean, I'm not gonna fight for it particularly hard to be in a particular spot, other than it's below Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Matt, we were so close. I think we can. I think we can put it above Reservoir. It's Dogs. above Reservoir Dogs at the yeah, very least. Fair. Um, well, we should wait for Steven, because that's... We already know what yeah. he's going to say. Yeah, he's going to say it's, like, uh, below Jackie Brown, at least. I don't know if it would be below Reservoir Dogs for him, although I don't think he agrees with the... Um, I think Hi, I'd Steven! Put, I'd, I'd put Kill Bill Volume 1 below Jackie Brown. Um, but I don't know if anyone here agrees with me. I think one of us agrees. Um, I agree with you, but I'm also in the minority opinion about this movie. Wait, More wait, wait. That, that means three against two. That's three <laughs> against two. And Aiden strongly dislikes volume one, whereas you guys don't. Well, Rachel kind of doesn't. I like really like volume one. I, that's, really but, volume Matt, but Matt likes Jackie Brown more than um, Aiden dislikes volume one. So I think we have to put Jackie Brown <laughs> wait, above wait, volume wait, wait. one. <laughs> What if I, Wait, I just think Jackie Brown is aggressively mid? What about that? What Would makes that me a professional out? podcaster? Leaving the podcast five minutes. <laughs> uh, it's an hour. Also, this is what happens when you drink alcohol. So. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, no. Hey, I, I have listened I'm to- I'm fine putting it below Jackie podcast. Brown. I think volume one is twice as entertaining as Jackie Brown's. I think it's at least three or four times yeah, as entertaining like, as Jackie Brown. I, okay, we're not going to do it by because uh, like it just becomes too complicated because we have a five people where about mm -hmm. on yeah, but it is okay. You know what? Um, if we three of us have, are we could have everyone give a number and we average that number. Okay, fifteen. That's not how this works. Out of 20. five. Oh, out five. Out of five? Out of, five? <laughs> five. Out, of the f out of the five oh, spots, where would you put wait. it? Uh, oh, oh, one. Three. Right oh, now, yeah, one. for one. the five spot, okay. one. Okay. Definitely. Uh, volume one, I would put it at four. One plus one plus three plus four. I'd put it at four as well. One plus one plus three plus four. This feels like the end of the Clue movie. <laughs> okay, I think... One, just one plus... <laughs> I, just oh, yeah. leave it there. We listen. Yeah, we'll fine. do it at the end. It's fine. Who cares? Just move on. All right. Let's go so on to volume two. Oh boy, the good one. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, hate this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this movie is amazing. I? I love it. Um, Did like, I especially just the end that you haven't seen uh, a lot of movies. The monologue with like from Bill. Um, like it's so oddly calming, like with David Carradine's voice. Uh, 
And yeah, I love the interaction with like Bud and L Driver. I think it's just fantastic. I think the dialogue is um, maybe not as memorable or quippy as like a lot of his other work, but uh, I think it's a little more interesting, especially compared to volume one. Um, like as much as I love volume one, like volume two just like even takes it up even more of a notch. So yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah, I, I can agree with that, I guess. Um, I'll say volume two, you know, it's really subversive. I really like how it turns into a dramatic film more so um, after the first part being kind of more, you know, just Tarantino sending up a celebration to his, the samurai films of old and reinventing it through modern, postmodern lens. Uh yeah, volume two. Yeah, David Carradine being there really helps. Uh, he's great here. Um, there's, there's one thing I wanted to say. The Superman speech, of course, gotta love it. Honestly, okay. Um, Jackie Brown, like, I haven't seen volume two recently enough to be sure, but I might actually prefer this to Jackie Brown, but I need to watch this again. Right now, it's like I'd say Jackie Brown's above it just because I want to be kind of, you know, against the green a bit, be a bit more into the Kino cinephile. But you know, for the right now, I'll say volume two slowly. But yeah, that's that's all I gotta say there. Also, uh, shut up people who are like, oh, there's too many unnecessary scenes in volume two. Like, who cares? They all rule, so whatever. <laughs> I like the preemptive counterpoint to my review of it. It's very nice. Uh, I didn't even I, know you had that. Yeah. Uh, it takes a lot different of a tone than volume one, which I uh, don't really find entertaining. I won't lie. It takes a much more humanistic approach, which after I did watch Kill Bill volume two immediately after volume one, which uh, the tone shift did not work for me at all. Uh, I would say that the whole chapter of Elle and I is definitely the peak of the movie. I think the entire fight sequence inside the uh, trailer is amazing. And the the final conflict with Bill, while the dialogue was great, it just felt really anticlimactic. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, the the five point exploding palm heart technique just feels like it isn't as satisfying as, I don't know, maybe a samurai sword fight would have been, but that also seems like it'd be too cheesy or something. I don't know. I just didn't enjoy as much as volume one. I, again, don't have much to say. I miss Oren so much. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy Liu, come back, please. I know she's dead, but please. <laughs> in the movie, not in real life. That would suck <laughs> if she was, Jesus. She's back in a couple flashback scenes. Oh yeah, she is. Is she credited for those, or is she? Yeah, she is credited. I think so. Yeah. In the film. Okay. I think basically the entire cast is like credited in both films anyway, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like Tarantino's like it's one movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd write it below volume one personally. Just, I like the surface level uh, samurai sword shit. I'm not as here for the emotionally grounded 
stuff in volume two. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I'll just say one thing though. Like you said, grounded, mm-hmm. and I think for me, it's not necessarily because it's grounded, but more how it subverts uh, your expectations in a satisfying way. You know, that that phrase is so uh, um, taboo now because of the Last Jedi. But, like, sometimes subverting <laughs> expectations is a good thing. Like, the internet blows up about that word now. But mm-hmm. Tarantino does it very well, and I think it's more how, you know, instead of this elaborate fight, which we already got anyway, you get the the mom tucking her daughter in emotionally. She's watching a movie with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. So, yeah. It doesn't feel unwarranted either, I guess, is how I'll say. But I can get not liking it as much as volume one. Yeah. Sure. Um, this is my fourth favorite Tarantino film. If we're still doing anything to do with actual ranks and real ranked, I'd uh, <laughs> put it. Um, we're just here to have fun. It's a letterbox list. Yeah, I think the dialogue is miles better than Volume One. I'm actually interested. Every scene with Michael Madsen in it is pure gold. I just I love all of his scenes so much. Um, Bill is kind of the weird exception to this. I like the dialogue scene at the end. I don't like how they resolve it. I agree with Rachel that he's entirely Thank anticlimactic. You. And it's, Thank you. It's very weird to have him built up as the main villain she's going to try and defeat for two movies. And at the very end, there's a conversation about Superman, them playing house for a little bit, and then she blows up his heart while they both look lovingly at each other. Is It didn't feel... Yeah like the right resolution necessarily um but yeah i think i think um pretty much everything else about this movie is really well done like especially the fight in the trailer everything with michael madsen dialogue the soundtrack choices it does have the grossest foot shot in all of his movies though besides maybe second second yes (laughs) (laughs) uh we're uh Bill steps on an eyeball with her bare foot. That's gross. But yep. uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think this movie just worked so much more for me. I I liked this tone a lot more. Um, I think it's it's still doing a lot of non-linear stuff as Tarantino likes to do, but mm-hmm. I do think that it it works in this one. Um, I think honestly, I think there's only one of his movies where the non-linear didn't work for me um and we'll get to that later but yeah this one solid really like it <laughs> now i'm worried i mean it's not an unpopular opinion now i am worried <laughs> <laughs> uh this one i remember less than i do of uh, volume one uh, maybe I should have rewatched it before, but you know, didn't have time. Uh, <laughs> watched another movie that is coming up later instead. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this one I just don't remember as well. Like I, I remember the trailer scene once you guys like bring it up, but um, just, yeah, I feel like they kind of went together, having like been so far away since I watched it. So, I'm just gonna. Bring up some comments before I pull up the list again. About what? You, Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to pull out the list? I can pull out the list right here and read on the air. 
the giant list of all the movies you haven't watched. It's really embarrassing. It's okay. I haven't seen Super one crazy. Flew over the Cuckoo's Nest or Breakfast Club or Ghostbusters. SMH. Ghostbusters? I know. You haven't seen <laughs> Ghostbusters? Breakfast Club and Ghostbusters are the two from the 80s, or like the two big 80s movies I have yeah. not seen. I can understand Breakfast Club, but like Ghostbusters is good. <laughs> no. Well, it's just a matter of like sometimes you just miss a movie because you just never got around to it. It's not like I don't want to watch it or anything. Yeah, I'm sorry, Breakfast Club is Be Breakfast Club is definitely one of the better <laughs> Hughes movies. Although that's not saying much when the other Hughes movies are like 16 candles. So it's a good well, weird um, science. He, did he direct Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? He did. Right? He did. He yes. did. See, I that's really love that film. So yeah, it's a great Thanksgiving movie. Yeah. yeah. All right. Watch it every well, year. I'm going to pull nice. back up the list, and we can figure out where we want to put volume two. Two. I I think we're going to... I'll say... Three. Um, in terms of ranking, I say four, but... Okay, for this no, list... Four. I, yeah. I want it above... I want it... Um, honest, for this list... Well, it's hard, because I want it above volume one, for sure. But I think... Wait, Matthew, do you like volume one more? I like Volume 1 more, yes. Okay, it's three against two, because maybe we should put Volume 2 above Jackie Brown. I would I definitely. I would no, personally I think put every... it between Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. I would put it between Volume 1 and Jackie Brown at this point. I I mean, this list is already not matching, because I would put Volume 1 at the right above four rooms and then have Volume 2 be below Jackie Brown. Or... Yeah. We can put volume, but I'll accept volume two above Jackie Brown and volume one here. Uh, that's okay with me. Wait, so I think it's either, I at, a, it's either right at two there. or three. It's definitely yeah. above Jackie Brown. How many people yeah. want it above volume one? I do. That's three, three. of us. That's um, damn. That's tough. We got outvoted. We'll put it above them. Yeah. Damn. I hate to see Jackie Brown already be so low, though. <laughs> yeah, you guys are all a bunch of Jackie like Brown. The, I want to average or look at am, Quentin Tarantino's movies like by average rating. I think Pulp Fiction would be top. Yeah, but I don't remember. Yeah, are are you saying for if you're, if you're going if you're going yeah, by Letterbox like, if you're going by like IMDb or Letterbox Pulp Fiction Letterbox because yeah. Actually, it's Django totally, might have beat it. After that, it's no. very different. It's it's Pulp Fiction for the Letterbox rankings. It's Pulp Fiction, Inglorious Bastards, Volume One, no. Django, Reservoir no. Dogs, no. Volume Two, Hateful Eight, Jackie Brown, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and then Death Proof. Okay. I was thinking, ranking, a, actually. I was thinking about IMDb rankings. That's what I'm about Death Proof. To. Great. Because yeah, I IMDb is IMDb's worse though for sure all right death yeah. yeah yeah depends on the movie uh a lot of the times letterbox off, matches can, imdb's but... rating mm -hmm. yeah not, a couple not for music, tarantino definitely. i don't think it does yeah yeah um uh, all right i one? can talk about death yeah Aiden? All right, yes. Go for it, Aiden. Wait, me? Me yeah, first? Apart. 
This is his worst film. Yeah, it goes by on. by a lot. This is the film that I think his nonlinear storytelling doesn't work. Uh, the entire first half of the movie is meaningless. It you get rid of ha all of the characters except for Kurt Russell, and then you don't even put Kurt Russell in the second half until like the very end. It doesn't make sense. It's not mm -hmm. in. It's not interesting. It's not enjoyable. Um, the dialogue's okay. I mean, it's got some good needle drops, but. Mm -hmm. Overall, this movie, I, I mean, let me preface this by saying I didn't watch it in his intended version with Planet Terror as like a double feature. I don't know if that would have changed my opinion at all. But uh, probably not. This movie didn't work for me. I, I didn't think it was enjoyable. I think I was just bored for most of it, and then like at the halfway point, you realize that none of it really mattered, and. <laughs> it's just frustrating because you feel this is like his only one that I watched that I was like I feel like I just wasted my time all of his uh -huh. other ones even if I didn't really care for them I was like well even I can see why one? yeah even volume one I, can, I guess I can be one, like you get volume two you get volume two so. right but even with volume you one I can be like I can understand volume. even with volume one I can understand why people like it and like how it's influential and stuff like that even if it's just not for me but I don't think there's anything redeemable about Death Proof. And Kurt Russell puts a foot in his mouth. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst foot scene in his already bad filmography of foot scenes. Um, Just watch till, from dusk till dawn. It's a. Uh, I don't think I will no, actually. I, I know about the scene in that, and I'm not. It's fun. I'm not watch gonna from watch dusk it. Till dawn. I think it's really good. I like. The it's movie. fun. I think all of you here would get a kick can't out bear of it. it. <laughs> Um, it's like yeah, it's like, yeah it's just a small scene. Well, he didn't all. direct it, so like it's it's kind of it's interesting when you realize that Kurt Russell's the bad guy. Like that scene's interesting at least, uh -huh. but then it just kind of completely glazes over any consequences of it for the entire rest of the movie. And so you're like, why did he even bother to show that? Uh -huh. So I don't know if it's necessarily a controversial take or not, but I would put this at the bottom. For his it's movies, the, it's the bottom rated uh, Tarantino movie on Letterboxd, so I wouldn't say it's that hot. And I'm easily, so <laughs> and yeah. IMDb. So, yeah. 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 All right. Um, Matt, what do you have to say for Death Proof? Um, well, I have not seen it yet. Um, so, <laughs> I, have... <laughs> I mean, I could talk about it if you want, but I think, yeah, I'll just, uh, maybe I'll, I'll rate it as like number one, just out of spite so the entire list just gets thrown off, but it's yeah. already thrown off. Yeah. <laughs> it's thrown off Who cares? It. But yeah, yeah I'll let... it's going to get worse cool. after this. Yeah. I, Cause... I'm kind of scared to watch Spoiler it because it looks alert, terrifying, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's. It's like, okay, uh, it's not too different from other Taren... It, there's a lot of people just talking to each other, so... Yeah. Isn't that what every it's movie like is? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. And these people but be it, talking to well, each other a lot, that's no, crazy. That all is lost. But, like, they sit down and they hang book. out, they hang out and they talk about shit like they talk about pop culture. You know, that's like a Tarantino movie, so... <laughs> I guess. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Steven, do you have any, anything else you want? Yeah. 
Or or I'll go last. I'll go last. I want to go last. <laughs> okay. Last yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I got Mary Elizabeth Winstead baited. She True. was only in it for like what seven, eight minutes of screen time. She didn't yeah. do shit. <laughs> That's why I forgot she was uh, in uh, it. Yeah, exactly. And it's Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah. Jesus. Okay, I I'm not a huge like I don't hate her. I'm just I don't love her like a lot of people do. So anyway, yeah. She's Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell just isn't here for most of the movie, and when he is there, he kind of feels wasted because he sticks a fucking foot in his mouth, and that's like the most memorable scene that he has in the movie. <laughs> uh yeah first what third half of the movie just felt completely half. unnecessary half, half. Yeah. yeah i'd say if half, the second either way it feels completely unnecessary because it just doesn't have any consequences in the second half uh i would say that if the second half was like on its own a short movie like a short film in a double feature with i haven't seen planet terror so i can't say anything about that either I would give it a lot higher of a rating than it currently has, but yeah, it it's not good. It, everything that Aiden said, I also agree with. So it was short, though. <laughs> Even though it didn't feel like it, it, do be it short. was short, though. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'd put it below Jackie Brown in the ratings right now. So. That's I like I this movie, Jackie Brown was but... her least favorite. So. Oh, eh. I love it. I've I've thought about it more. I'll probably change the list. Okay. I think the heist scene from Jackie Brown saves it in comparison to there Death Proof. Go. There we yeah. go. Yeah, I, I, Jackie I, I Brown love. Remember Jackie Brown. One singular Jackie Brown love. <laughs> <laughs> also, so. I'll just say Jackie Brown. Like, I mean, it made me. think. I love how her character is like neither like good or bad, but she's still very much the protagonist. I had to mention that because you said the name and made me think of that. Black and Brown just, has just a better cast. Like they, they just work better, I guess. Hmm. Compared to Death Proof, you're saying? Yeah. 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 As like a ensemble. Cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, here, I'm going to say my Death Proof thoughts. So I love this movie. Uh, one of my least favorite Tarantinos, I guess. But, like, I'm also definitely the biggest Tarantino fan here. So me I'll saying that, that does, doesn't, <laughs> mean, doesn't mean that I dislike it. In fact, I love this film quite a bit. Um, I love Kurt Russell. He's one of my favorite, probably my favorite A-list or leading man actor ever, maybe. Um, I'm sure there's a few others I'm sure I could uh, also have there, but he's definitely the best or one of the best. Um, from I've, I haven't seen nearly enough movies, I guess, to even say this, but whatever. Uh, uh, Death Proof, really fun. Um, even though, you know, I can understand why people don't like it. Uh, admittedly, that that midpoint is, it can definitely be unsatisfying. It works for me because um, everything before that, like, you can look at it more as two separate movies. And 
you get two different alternate endings, I guess. And, you know, Tarantino likes satisfying, so you get the second, the more satisfying ending in the second film. Uh, and especially, I mean, it does suck to see my boy Kurt Russell, uh, you know, go out like that. I, I shouldn't spoil, I guess, because Matt hasn't seen it. And like, but who gives a fuck? Uh, because spoilers in Tarantino movies don't even matter. You'll still enjoy them anyway. Um, and I, I think that's a testament to Kurt Russell as an actor because I don't think a guy like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio or any a name any A list actor, you can't, you couldn't, he could not do that because it would just look one. He has too, they have too much of an image, and two, they just couldn't pull it off. But I think Kurt Russell is the perfect casting choice here. Uh, and so, you know, I love that about it. Um, I love all the girls, too. You know, it's it's pretty hilarious to see people accuse Tarantino of being, like, anti-female. And, like, he has fucking Kill Bill and Death Proof. But uh, I've digressed. I mean, sure, whatever. You can make your argument. I don't care. Fuck you. Death Proof is great. Um, really fun. Yeah. That's <laughs> Oh my gosh, okay. Whatever. It's definitely the worst on the list so far, though, so, yeah. That's all I got. Uh, I'm gonna bring in the list now, and... Put it below Jackie not, Brown. Not six. below four rooms. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with everyone. Well, yeah, okay nothing's gonna that, be so. below four rooms at this I'm point. I'm gonna put it above four rooms, and then we can... Yeah. That's I like it exactly where it is. I like it Me where too. it is. It's yeah, just it's that my opinion of it is much higher than it appears to the eye. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess like, we're all happy that's there. Let's go on to the oh, best boy. one. <laughs> the best yeah. one. Thank you. <laughs> Bastards. Oh, Thank Christ. Okay. This is going to be rough. I love this. It movie. is good. Yeah. It's the best one. You know what? We're going to start with Rachel. Great. Okay, cool. This was the first Tarantino movie that I watched that was like, hey, this is deserving of five stars, actually. So that is great. Uh, on, this is by far, I think, the best ensemble cast of any Tarantino movie, just by sheer talent. Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz is amazing. <laughs> How could you tell? <laughs> no, everyone is at peak performance in this movie, I think. Like, there's not a single actor that feels out of place, except for maybe BJ Novak, but that <laughs> <laughs> he only has like three lines, so he'll he'll get a pass. Uh I was talking earlier about um House of Blue Leaves restaurant sequence being like my third favorite Tarantino sequence. And it's after the second one being the first 20 minutes of this movie where it's in the single room with uh, Christoph Waltz. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's like a masterclass in building suspense because it's yeah. just 20 minutes of straight dialogue with absolutely no score. And it doesn't, it feels like it goes by in the blink of an eye. It, amazing. And then my favorite sequence is very surface level, but it's gotta be the entire, uh, fifth chapter, uh, Revenge of the 
large, yeah, the one in the theater. The theater yeah. ending is fantastic. It gives me goosebumps every time I watch it, and I've seen it five times now in like three months. <laughs> I've watched it with like every single friend group that I have, and all of them have loved it. Sky, you liked Inglorious Bastards, right? Thank you. Sky, we have. <laughs> We have uh, evidence here. Yeah, confirmation it's great. Confirmation. Just lovely. Uh, yeah, Christoph Waltz's uh, performance as Hans Landa is one of my favorite like movie uh, antagonist performances I think I've ever seen. He just yeah. sells it. In four languages, too. Yeah. He speaks what? French, German, Italian, and English, and just absolutely nails it in every single time. Uh, yeah, just, you can't rate anything that has a line like "If we descend to your Nazi balls," any lower than five stars. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't have much to say about it because I think it just speaks for itself as being the best Tarantino movie that there is. Ripped to Pulp Fiction, but Inglorious Bastards just just built different. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all. It's wonderful. Yeah. Well, spoiler alert, I guess. Come on. Like Steven <laughs> said, even shit. if there is spoilers. No, spoiler alert for my uh, ranking. This is one of the ones in the three that I was talking about, where it's like on any day, like I feel like any like three of them could be my favorite Tarantino because I just mm -hmm. like love them all equally. It's hard to like decide. Mm -hmm. So that's. Yeah, that's what I was spoiling. Not not the movie. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? I mean, yeah. Uh, no, it's just it's so, so good, and uh, you know, I'm glad. Uh, I it's like fresh in my memory for watching it today because like it would have been much harder to talk about it. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm so glad uh, I held my PS4 over to your apartment so we could watch it. That was fun. Yeah, no, that was a fun time. Uh, um, you I could think have watched it on YouTube. You could have, but I got that that special edition Blu-ray, so might yeah, as well watch no, it on that. Watch it on the Blu-ray instead. Absolutely. Oh God, watch it on the Blu-ray instead. Yeah, I, um, I've killed myself having to watch movies that I own on Blu-ray, having to watch them not on Blu-ray because I didn't bring the Blu-ray to college. Yeah, and like shit twice quality now has absolutely destroyed me. Well, not shit quality. But Near I shit didn't quality. plan to watch <laughs> HBO Max. I wouldn't say their HD is shit quality. Okay, excuse me. If you rewind thirty seconds, then it becomes <laughs> shit quality on HBO Max. If the responses, if the controls are responsive at all, that is true. <laughs> their app is so bad. Oh god! I yeah, the movie didn't feel like two hours and thirty whatever. You oh know. no, it goes by it so quick. So quickly. Yeah, uh, Brad Pitt is great too. You know, obviously. <laughs> we, Aldo Rain. Yeah, yeah. every performance is fantastic. I'm Jarno. Oh, I really like the five act structure as well. I think it works really well for this movie specifically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, no, the, the tavern scene is also just another great one where, like, you know, and then, like, the moment he puts up his three fingers, you're just like, oh, shit. <laughs> I guess on rewatch, like, that's what you would notice. But, like, if you're watching it for the first time, then you, like, wouldn't yeah. notice it, but still, you know. I remember watching it here, and someone had to go to the restroom right after 
like the the gun scene happened before anyone revealed why uh, he was caught, and all of them were going back and forth guessing why he gave himself away. It's like, did he say uh, something in a weird accent? It's fun. They're all wrong, but it was fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can definitely go on if I wanted to, since it's fresh. But uh, I'll go. Yeah, let's let's go to uh, Stephen. Okay. Um, I really love this movie too. Uh, however, I don't share some people's opinion that this is like far and away Tarantino's best because the uh, I still think that ending is lackluster a bit. Like it's still a ten out of ten. Okay, chill out. It's not a bad movie, <laughs> but the ending is like I'm not a fan of. Uh, Christoph Waltz, the turn his character takes, it's like, I get it. You're like, oh, he's so bad he did that. But, like, it's kind of just, like, a lame out. And it, it's weird how everyone is, like, doing the same idea. I know, fairy tale fantasy. But, like, the ending, it's so, like, you feel like everything was almost, like, inconsequential. I know, as the guy who loves Death Proof. I like this more than they Death Proof. Killed Hitler. But, I mean, I mean, it's inconsequential from like, everyone had that plan. And regardless, it would have happened like it would have happened, like, in a lot of different ways. So it doesn't feel like as satisfying, I guess, but that that ending does get your stomach churning. I mean, I get I don't I didn't get goosebumps. I got like, my stomach literally felt like heat inside of it. Like I was like angry that this didn't happen almost, I guess it's weird, but it is quite the image to see that ending. Um, but it's like, yeah, that ending, um, it does, you know, it feels weirdly like just it, like it almost, I don't know. I love it. I don't care uh whatever i mean it's not as good as the rest of his movies some of some of them uh just because i need to defend pulp fiction still which is just absurd that i have to you're in like the vocal majority here it's literally just us yeah but that's the issue is that the only people that matter right now mm -hmm. are you guys so yeah. it's an issue um we but, are the oppressed yeah, minority no, of pulp fiction yeah, Inglorious <laughs> Bastards, though, very, very fun. Um, it zips by very quickly for mm -hmm. it, as long as it is. Um, yeah. And it is very enjoyable. I The first time I watched it, I didn't love it. And I think that's because I expected more action. I expected more like Kill Bill because it's Inglorious Bastards. The cover is like all these guys like we're about to kick some Nazi butt like look at us and then you're like oh it's like his other movies and it's like weirdly it's underwhelming with that expectation but i i i re-watched it for this specifically because i knew it was better than i thought it was when i was mm -hmm. in high school and i'm glad i rewatched it because it's definitely it's definitely better than i thought the first time all right 
You're going to be a professional podcaster again. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it was just since high school, because I know in the last, like, year or so, you've told me you didn't like that movie that much. So I think it's been a little more recent than high school. just because that was the last time I watched it. Um, Like, even, like, yeah, I I wouldn't say that I... It was just because that's the last time I watched it. This was only the second time I've watched it, and the last time I watched it was in high school, so... That's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Go pee. Okay. Yeah, pee. I know. Uh, <laughs> let me mute. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with everything Rachel said. It kind of speaks for itself. Uh, everything just, uh, like, works. There's so many memorable moments in it. Um, the tension, it's like, yeah, the lack of score in some uh, instances. It just, yeah, everything works. The cast is great. Um, easy number one for me oh yeah even when there is score it's great like yeah the the song choice soundtrack choice of david bowie over uh shoot uh shoshana getting ready for the theater yeah yeah. movie premiere is great i love that whole soundtrack choice wonderful wunderbar wunderbar (laughs) Uh, let's hear your thoughts. Yep, I think this is best movie. Um, I God, okay. honestly, on a rewatch, <laughs> I was going back and forth between this one and Django. Um, and I think Django might be my personal favorite, but I think this is his best, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, like this is the this is one of the only movies where. It's dialogue almost the entire time, and it's completely riveting. Yeah. Like it's like the middle section of like Michael Fassbender in the bar. It's like forty minutes long, and it feels like it's five. It's astonishing mm-hmm. just how good the dialogue and performances are in this movie. Um, I think this is just absolutely peak tier or top tier peak uh, Tarantino writing, um, and like just everyone who's cast in it is so good um i think the biggest complaint that i have with this movie is that there's so many characters that a lot of them don't feel like they have enough to do especially like especially like the bastards um i really wanted to see brad pitt in more of the movie and he's he's only in what like 10 minutes 15 minutes out of like the whole thing it's, I mean, it's called Inglorious Bastards, but the Bastards aren't even really the main focus for a lot of it. Um, that's not saying it's bad, and that's not saying any of them do a poor job. I think every character in there is is executed to perfection. I just wish that, I just wish that it was even longer, <laughs> so that uh, all the all the various characters could have a little bit more room to breathe. <laughs> Thank um, you, Andrew. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think, um, like the f- opening scene with with the Hans Landa talking in the in the shack, is so good, and the bar scene it's so good. Um, but I do kind of agree with Stephen a little bit about the ending. For some reason, the ending is my least favorite part, and I can't really point to why. I do I do find it a little upsetting i guess that londa gets away with everything he's just like all right ship sinking i'm gonna defect the united states 
I mean, I know they like give him the the brand at the end. Yeah. But considering just how evil he was throughout the whole thing and just how good of a villain he was, it felt a little, I guess, underwhelming. Just be like, all right, you're free, but you're going to have a little swastika um, instead of like actually having him suffer for what he did. I mean, who knows mm-hmm. how many how many thousands of Jews he tortured or killed. Um, so that part was a little eh, for me. But like the rest of the movie is is really, really well done. And I, I definitely think it deserves to be his his top movie. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, it's a movie and I watch it. I don't have to think. You, remember, about life. you made me remember <laughs> some things though, um, about my thoughts. Uh, yeah, you mentioned okay. Uh, the bastards. I that's one of the main reasons why I didn't like it the first time. Because the bastards were barely on screen, and I was annoyed. Um, but uh, a few things. So it was weird watching the movie again. Did not notice and pick up on it. But that opening music, where it's like for release music, yeah. is actually oh, yeah. it's actually from. I actually have seen the obscure western that Tarantino is ripping the music from, called "The Big Gun Down" with Lee Von Cleef. I mm-hmm. watched it over the summer. Great film. Uh, and that that movie has that it's unsurprisingly Ennio Morricone music. Wow, surprising! It's wow. almost like Tarantino wow. uses his music in like all of his movies. Um, but yeah, that opening scene. And okay, actually, there are two performances you mentioned: P.J. Novak, also Eli mm-hmm. Roth. I just don't like Eli Roth, so he kind of annoys me when he's on screen. Uh, he's kind of annoying. His performance isn't awful, but he's just a bit eh, um, compared to everyone else. But it's like not a huge deal. There is one other thing, but I forgot again because it's hard to remember things when you're actually talking. Uh, but yeah, yeah okay. um, it's it's interesting to bring up for Elise because I don't know that we've really talked about this much yet. But Tarantino has a history of stealing music from other things. Yes. And Absolutely. I think a lot of times it's not properly mentioned in the credits. Like uh, Kill Bill Volume 1, when Elle's walking through the hallway, that tune she's whistling, it's actually a horror yeah. movie theme. Yeah. Um, from a film in the 70s or something like that. Um, but like a lot of people just think it's like, oh, it's Kill Bill. It's like, no. He, I mean, he there's that, that rap song. Else. There's a rap song called Chill Bill that uses the, <laughs> like, the beat of Kill Bill. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, it's a reference to Kill Bill. It's not a reference to Kill Bill. It's a reference yeah. to that horror movie. Um, and like Django, he rips the theme song the for theme. Django straight yeah. from the original Django, which I'll Another talk about later. Ennio Morricone. <laughs> yeah, song. Django's, Django's <laughs> an interesting, has an interesting then, history in cinema. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We can get to that later. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, I... I but you guys were talking about the ending, and I feel like I definitely forgot about the ending of the movie. Like, I remember the theater burning, and then I forgot about, like, what happened afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah I, I can see that. Though. I forgot he was a turncoat, so that mm-hmm. surprised me. Mm-hmm. Also, shout out to the uh, strudel sequence. Oh, oh strudel sequence is great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, Andrew, no, it's okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, as an example. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm surprised you didn't mention that um, uh, Kurt Russell's scream from Death Proof was clipped and used in Glorious <laughs> Bastards. Yeah, I, forgot I thought that, that would that. be like a piece of trivia. You know what bothered me? I didn't know that. They had a character named Wilhelm, and he didn't do the Wilhelm <laughs> scream. The scream. There was yeah, someone else this, in the movie yeah. who did the Wilhelm scream in the yeah. Nation's Pride movie. But yeah, both of the Wilhelm screams Wilhelm. were inside the Nation's yeah. Pride movie. <laughs> yeah. The Wait, Nation's yeah. Pride movie is, like, shockingly well shot. It's directed um, by Eli Roth. Uh, <laughs> what? It is. Funny. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I've seen a good Eli Roth movie, though. So. Like, Eli <laughs> Roth directed seen... movie. Eli Roth directed. I don't think I've seen anything that he's directed other than the yeah, nation's I, pride I, short. I have not I have not seen anything yeah. he's directed either. Although the nation's <laughs> pride I could tell was like it felt repetitive just cuz it's like within the context of the movie. But it still yeah. was like oh these shots are cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love the one uh part where it's peeking through the door in the cinema and uh Frederick Zoller just carves a swastika into the floorboards and the entire theater just cheers. <laughs> yeah, that's... So fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, no, I remember my point now. Uh, mm -hmm. I also... So, another thing, the first time I watched it, didn't realize how, like, Brad Pitt is literally, a, like, comedy. Like, his role is entirely mm -hmm. a cartoon. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't realize that. Like the bastards are our cartoon, in essence, um, and so it's honestly as much it's as much a satire of Nazis as it is a satire of America. So I I think that's also a cool angle the film's got for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think there's not a single line that Brad Pitt says in the movie that isn't just absolutely hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Bon Grazie. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of anything else I was going to say. I've forgotten all about it now. Yeah, Strudel scene is great. Uh, I don't know anything Strudel about... Yeah. yeah, I don't know anything about like um, what foods are kosher and what foods aren't, but I've heard from like a friend of a friend or like something that I think... Parts of the strudel weren't completely kosher, so it was that would layered sense. for him to make her eat the strudel. I don't know. Yeah, I well, thought it was interesting. You know, that's kind of interesting. Did, he did have the close have up on the food. There was like yeah. the close up on the food. And I'm like, okay, so the food carries more significance than yeah. just like they're eating it. He also oh. ordered a glass of milk for her during that scene, kind yeah. of hinting that he knew she was from the dairy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which is interesting. Yeah, yeah, so good. Yeah, the whole scene, you're like, does he know? Does he not know? Does he remember? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think Melanie Laurent is also just really great. I think I Oh, she's fantastic. I love her. There's a lot of nuances to her performance and like like playing off like the Jew. Yeah. This is the face of Jewish vengeance. I, I love the shot where the smoke and it's yeah. that is one yeah. lovely. Great. I'm glad we can all agree on this. <laughs> yep. And Glorious Bastards number one. Number one. Number one. Fuck no. Hey! <laughs> Three to one. Come on, Matthew. Um all the way down 
below Jackie uh, Brown. It is uh, no. worse than the rooms, actually. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. that, that sucks. That really sucks. Suck it, bitch. Inglorious Bastards number one. Oh, Even well. if you... I have, okay. I have the rest of the world on my side. Okay, I also had uh, Trev and Andrew tell me specifically to push for Inglorious Bastards at number one. So that's what six to one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I could have talked to I could have talked about Pulp Fiction for the entirety of this podcast length. Still. We can loop back, but like but I'm not going to worry about it. But Stephen, but Stephen, it drags though. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it I does. I disagree. There's not one moment where I say this is boring. So. There's, I can say that about there's like seventeen. Bastards. I can think of, and I can. What, what part about, is boring in *Inglorious Bastards*? Uh, that would be um, the part. Oh yeah, I love where, that scene. No, no, no. <laughs> um, I would say no. It's it doesn't drag. I'll give you that. But Thank you. I think. Um, Wonderful. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. Oh, touchdown, Cowboys! Um, damn it! I have. The Bucks says my fantasy defense in one of my leagues. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of a scene where it drags. I guess the ending. Oh no, I got it. I got it. The scene where it's Brad Pitt, B.J. Novak, and Christoph Waltz. Eh, kind of lame. That scene is kind of lame. Um, I, no, I really don't what? like that. The that's bon like the scene. No, <laughs> the, no, the, no, no, the no, no, no. Oh, it's a bingo. That no, one. No, I don't like that. that that's negotiating the one terms. Scene. Gotcha. That and the way it's edited is like it's not bad. It's just weak for a Tarantino movie. I disagree. I think every but scene you know, of that is you know entertaining. What movie drags uh segue into Django. Are you kidding me? This movie really drags. That's like. Are you yeah, fucking kidding me right now? Favorite. Anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> I would like to note that I made a personal challenge to myself that I would uh, defend Inglorious Bastards without mentioning Daniel Brule once, and I did do that. It's still top. <laughs> so hey, Rachel, suck it was it. gonna be number one. It was gonna be number one regardless of what you said, though. True. <laughs> it is a personal challenge. <laughs> I respect that. Thank you. No, uh, I got. Some points for fantasy because the uh, deep press guy. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but <laughs> uh, do we want to move on to the next movie? Yeah, Bondage? I already Django. did. I already did move yeah. on to. You had a great segue. <laughs> it was a good segue. Even though you're wrong, but it's a great Matthew, segue. Matthew is the host. Yeah, so that's yeah, why but, uh, I had to let him do it. So we went back. And then uh, now we're going to Django again. Yep. Um, uh, who do we go? Who hasn't gone first? I think everyone has. Well, I mean, like I think Aiden has. I don't think have you, you have either. I went first. Uh, for, I went uh, first Pulp for Fiction. Kill Bill Volume One, and that's it. Did I go first for Pulp Fiction? I think I. I did. think you did. Yeah. 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 I'll go. Um, 
Yeah, Django, I love it. Uh, Inglorious Bastards is like is my number one, but Django is like really close to it. Um, I'm maybe I might be in the same boat as Aiden, where it might be my personal favorite. I'm not sure. It's kind of uh, stuck in between those two, to be honest. Um, but yeah, uh, Christoph Waltzmatt is probably one of my like King Schultz is one of my favorite characters. I think in a lot of movies. I don't know why, um, but I just I love the opening scene. Uh, Jimmy Fox is great. Um, trying to think, I don't remember a, a lot of it because it's been a little bit since I've seen it. But um, there, yeah, I don't. I disagree that I don't think it drags at all. Uh, I think it's pretty well paced, um, and then it really just takes off at the end. And I think I, it's really enjoyable to watch. So yeah, it's definitely. I would say either. I don't know. It would be between like one and three in terms of my ranking overall. It just kind of depends on what I'm feeling that day. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, I think. Yeah, Django is really good. You also didn't mention DiCaprio, who uh, is also really yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah, yeah, he like actually like stabbed him. Captain Candy. Like, yeah, he, him. he actually like, hurt himself, right? Like, with mm -hmm. his hand. Yeah, I think I remember mm -hmm. hearing about that. With the the glass, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, yeah actually like, slammed his hand down on the champagne yeah. glass and just kept fucking acting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good for uh, him. Uh, <laughs> It's been a while. I I, I should, probably should have rewatched all of Tarantino, but I you know I, I really like Django too. Um, I think the pacing is really well done too. And then I uh, one of those scenes that like stands out is the KKK scene where like they're complaining about the masks. So good. <laughs> and just Jonah Hill is there for no yeah no real reason. <laughs> well, it's yeah, funny. Like so we have it is funny. Yeah, I had to pause and rewind because. Why is he there? <laughs> Why not? Oh, best Tarantino cameo, also. Yes. Wait, what is that? Oh, Jonah Hill. No, like actually Tarantino. Actually Tarantino. Oh, <laughs> as the Australian. Uh, I would say yeah. I would say Franco Nero. <laughs> Franco Nero. No, we're saying like Tarantino. No, no, as, know, as a cameo in his films, yeah. I, I know. I'm gotcha. just saying Franco right. Nero is also here. That's cool. Hmm. He's the original Django, right? Yeah. I think uh, so, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, let's go to uh, Aiden. Yeah, so like I said earlier, this is my personal favorite, even though I think Inglorious is technically his best. Um, this is kind of a strange one in that this is one of the like, very highly rated classic films that I watched pretty early on in film, like when I was getting into film and didn't like it. Like for a hmm. long time, I had this at a six out of 10 and it wasn't until I rewatched it a couple days ago that I was like, wow, this is a really good movie. Uh, <laughs> it's now it's a nine out of 10 where it properly belongs. Nice. Um, yeah. I think the humors. I lost uh -oh. Matthew. Oh no. Who's the host now? We'll survive. I don't know. Well, let's fight for it. Put him up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think the humor's really good in here. Like like Matthew mentioned, the KKK mask scene. I was I was dying. It was <laughs> it was so funny. Um, I think all the people terrific actors again i mean that's kind of a given for most tarantino films it's just like the acting is great and the casting is great 
Um, really, really good needle drops as well. I think it had some of the best licensed music usage in his movies. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it dragged at all. I think it flew by for me, even though it's, I think it's one of his longest, right? It's, it's, oh, yeah. I don't remember if it's his first or second longest. I think Hateful Eight's probably his longest. Yeah, by um, far. Okay, if you watch the, like, the... If you watch the extended cut, it's, it's longer. The shortest but, version of uh, Hateful Eight is only three minutes longer. It's 248, mm-hmm. but, like, uh-huh. there's also... Letterboxd lists it as 188, but that's, yeah, like, that's the, the extended cut. The extended. And then like there's the another extended one that's, like, four hours or something, so... Yeah. That sounds like hell. <laughs> um, like actual hell. It might it oh. might be three and a half, but something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, I mean I I didn't feel a minute of that runtime. It 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 flew by. Um and it's it's compelling, it's interesting. All the characters are just so good. I mean, Leo gets a special shout out here because he's just so good as as Calvin Candy. Um Christoph Waltz is King Schultz, of course. Um yeah, I, I I mentioned this earlier, so now I have to talk about this. The weird history of Django in Hollywood. So there's originally a spaghetti western just called Django. Then there was a sequel to it. And then those were popular. So a lot of places started ripping off the name of Django and like having different people play him. And so there's all kinds of different Django movies that aren't affiliated with each other in any way. Um, but there's like... I guess they just didn't have copyright stuff um, in Italy at the time when they were making those. Um, but so it's in a, it's been a, there's like a good 10 to 12 Django movies, I think, if I remember correctly. And all, I don't, almost none of them relate to each other in, at all. So Quentin, Quentin Tarantino kind of followed the time honored tradition of stealing the character's name and changing everything about it. <laughs> But at least he kept the theme song from the original Django film and put it in the original because it's a really good song. Um, yeah, I just thought that was interesting to read about afterward. But yeah, I think it's just, it's really good. Um, there is just, there's one scene that I hate every single time. And I know you're probably supposed to hate the scene, but it's the dog scene. I have a, yeah. I have a very hard time watching the dog scene. Um I think it's, I understand that slavery is a really horrible thing. And I understand the scenes kind of meant to help portray that. I just think it, it focuses on it too much. And it's, it, it's, it's very hard to get through in an otherwise really enjoyable movie. But that's really my only complaint. Um, I think the rest of the movie is just really good. I don't know much more. What? How much more I have to say about it? All right, uh, let's go to Rachel then. Yeah, I also really like Django. I think it's my third favorite after uh, *Inglorious Bastards*, obviously, and then *Kill Bill* Volume One, which is a hot take in this <laughs> podcast. But hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the entire bit in Candy that takes place in Candyland, just with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, is amazing. I. I also have to live up to my name here. Christoph Waltz does a fantastic performance, uh, but he does a fantastic performance in almost everything he's in, so that's not anything new. Uh, well, I will Alita say... Alita is pretty 
whatever. Okay, I Just haven't seen Alita, and I don't have any motivation to. So <laughs> he's the best part of Alita. Just, so. Just letting you know <laughs> that 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 he's there and he doesn't really do much, so you can't see mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I will say that I do think there is a little bit of a pacing issue in the middle, uh, in that I think there's like two or three montages that are like back to back, but the montages are fucking cool, so I'll give it a pass. I like those montages. They're super fun. That's that's it. I like this and Glorious Bastards. I just like when Tarantino's fucking around with like a time period. I think it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is ringing our doorbell? Anyway, yeah, it's great. I would put it like at uh, two right now, but I I will acquiesce if we have it at three under Pulp Fiction. Even though personally it'd be two. It's two for me as well. Great. Thank God. <laughs> two for me too. Thank God. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Get dunked on. Yeah, that's all I have to say about it. It's good. Great. Yeah. Great movie. Steven, uh, you want to say? Yeah. So, no. Okay, guys, preface this. I still like this movie. It's still very fun. <laughs> okay? I love this. is how you preference like all of them so far. Well, yeah. <laughs> Except for Pulp Fiction. Because whenever I... Because I... Yeah, because I have to remind you. Uh, I still really... I Like, Tarantino is one of my favorite of all time. I'd probably go Man, Carpenter, Kubrick, then Tarantino. So... Fuck you. I'm a film bro. I'm a normie. I don't give a fuck. He's that Glad good. Glad you've come to, to accept that. It's nice. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. <laughs> the film bro, other film bro directors, I'm not, like, huge on. Like, David Fincher and Christopher Nolan, I like them a lot in high school. Now I'm just like, they're just good directors, but I wouldn't put them anywhere near the top. And also, Denis Villeneuve, same boat. Like, I like him. Again, nowhere near the top. So, I think he's the only one of the film bro directors I like really like. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's beyond. The, you know, what, if you like those directors, that's okay. They're good directors. Like, who cares? Yeah. So, anyway, uh, but yeah, Django. It's a. I like this movie. I think um, Jamie Fox is awesome. Christoph mm -hmm. Waltz is awesome. Uh, they have a really good pair. It's it's pretty bittersweet to see Christoph Waltz, uh, you know, have to do that. But yeah. it's okay. Um, and I really find the horse stance at the end very cute. Like, it's just so <laughs> damn cute. It's so cute. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then his wife is, she's just like, yay. It, it, it's cute. I don't know. <laughs> it's really cute. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, uh, but... It does feel a bit more epilogue-y than it should. It's kind of like an epilogue where it's like it's kind of tacked on. And the middle does drag. It's the only Tarantino movie in recent memory where I like kept because like I kept wanting to look things up on IMDB. And usually mm -hmm. if it's really good, I'm like, I'll just wait until the end of the movie. But this movie in the middle, I kept looking up stuff and being like, oh, it, like just looking up things on the internet on my phone, which is a bad sign. Because this movie does drag in the middle, and it kind of turns into an Edgar Wright movie, 
and I'm like, eh, you know, Tarantino integrates music really well generally into his films. Here, though, it's kind of a crutch, and he's just like, oh, I'm going to make this a montage because I need to, like, make this not three and a half hours. So, But he doesn't even need those, like, it's not a very complicated story. And I think he spends way too much time on the origin of Django, which is an interesting origin story, and I think it's really good. But if he sacrificed a bit more there, then he wouldn't have to do those montages in the middle. And I think that would have helped quite a bit. Um, and, but, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, Sam Jackson, both fantastic here. Especially Sam Jackson. Uh, just completely uh, getting into that role. Uh, you don't see Samuel L. Jackson. You see Stephen, this complete asshole dick, like this Stephen right here. Though, I'm glad you made the joke for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's, yeah. And then, but I, I think this is one of DiCaprio's better roles, I would say. You know, he doesn't have much yeah. range, but I think that it works like Tarantino made the role work for him in particular, his strengths play to that role very well. So I appreciate that. Uh, and yeah, uh, there's maybe one other thing. Uh, I, I, the first time, okay, actually at one point when I first watched this film, I definitely put it top tier Tarantino. But after last night, I'd say no. Not that I ever would have. Like, this literally was like a top 50 movie for me when I joined the club of mm -hmm. all time. So I still like it a lot. Just Tarantino is such a strong filmmaker. It's hard for me to say this, but, like, it is my least favorite of his. So sorry about that, but that's just the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's all. Wow, that just took a turn. <laughs> yeah, even in if you just compare Django to his other movies, I still don't get how you can see it as his. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. Movie. There was one thing I had to say. I forgot, but I remembered. Um, I don't get how the heck he won best screenplay for this movie because <laughs> it's not. It's probably his worst script. I could see you make an argument for like Death Proof or. Kill Bill Volume 1 being worse. But it's nowhere near his best. So I, I that is another thing. I'm just like, what the heck? But again, Oscars, fuck them. Yeah. But, I can agree with you on that, at least. Yeah. yeah. So, But yeah, I think that's weird. And his directing's pretty strong. Uh, and it's also the only... I noticed the soundstage is way more in this movie, the interior lighting, but it is stylized, so I don't mind it too mm -hmm. much. Um, but like that night scene in the opening, like you can clearly tell it's yeah. not outside. It's inside. They've got this light on top. It's not, none of the night scenes are dark at all. Um, but, you know, Robert Richardson knows how to shoot a fucking film, so it's fine. Uh, and that's okay. Cool. I think I did want to mention I uh, the first time I'd ever heard of this movie was in my seventh grade uh, 
English class when we were talking about the Civil War. <laughs> and yeah, and my teacher was uh, like a substitute teacher. Everybody clowned on her. They run, ran that poor woman through the ringer. Anyway, she was asking for recommendations of movies that had to deal with that time period. And fucking Cole Hafter's like, yeah, I got a great movie for you. <laughs> <laughs> Jane Go Unchained. That's the first time I ever heard of the movie. I thought it was funny. <laughs> anyway, number two spot. Two. Yes. Two. Uh, seven. Seven so far. Two, well, yeah. Two, just two, a six, bone. Oh, No, wait, wait. Seven or eight? Well, I'll say eight. God damn. Just can to get the average down? No. Come on. <laughs> two, fiction. two plus. Two plus two plus eight. two plus eight. seven. I would say eight. I would say eight. I'd put it no eight. Actually eight. Four, I forgot. Eight, one, one, about. Three. I would say four. I would say four. It, um, yeah, I I'll put it at eight. Um, it if is we're doing straight, if we're doing straight averages, four twos plus one eight makes it number three. But Pulp Fiction, no one wants to put it above Django except for me and maybe Matthew. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know though. Matt, Matt and Aiden, how do you feel about Pulp Fiction being above Django? I, I think mean, Django's I better. Yeah, me too. I mean, they're I they're know. close. My top it's three close. are That's very. My top three are very firm, and like these are by far and away the best. Um, and that's in that's the order we have right here, actually. Inglorious Django, Pulp Fiction. Um, mm -hmm. I think they're all phenomenal films, and they're all very close to each other. But I think on a rewatch, I did enjoy Django more. Yeah, I I think I could watch Django again and like it more though, because it was a last second watch at like midnight last night, where I was like, you know what? It has been a long time since I've seen this movie. I should probably watch it again. Mm -hmm. and I was a little drunk during it, which should have enhanced <laughs> it, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, it, I don't know. It's okay, though. I still like it, so whatever. All right, well, let's just keep it there. And then uh, we'll move on to the Hateful Eight. Uh, <laughs> right. Rachel. I don't like it. It's too long. The dialogue isn't as good as other Tarantino movies. That's it. It's boring. I had it. I felt every minute of that runtime. I even. I'm sorry, Aiden. I'm sorry. It was boring. That's it. I don't remember anything about the plot, and I know for a fact that I sat there and watched every single second of it. I did. I what? even didn't look at my phone, but I don't you remember don't, anything from the plot. You mean you don't remember when Sam Jackson Excuse got me. I, off? That's very memorable. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one thing. That's Channing Tatum popping out of the floor, and that's it. <laughs> and then dying immediately afterwards. That's it. I don't have anything to say. Uh, yeah. Lower, lower Tarantino for me. I'm sure if I went back and rewatched the shorter cut, it'd be a little bit better. But I have no motivation to go back and do that. So, did you rewatch it recently? 
I watched the extended edition last month, two months ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was de- pretty recent. I watched all Tarantino's movies back to back in like a week's time, week and a half. Okay. So all of my ratings of the Tarantino movies in comparison to each other, I'm pretty firm on. Except maybe Death Proof and like Jackie Brown and the lower half. Mm-hmm. Four Rooms is definitively at the bottom, though. So. Gotcha. We can all agree on that, at least. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming the game is not going well. Is going Dude, well? Tom Brady fucking sucks. That's all we have. <laughs> we don't like Tom Brady, but he gets talent around him because he was drafted into a really good defense so everyone thinks the reason why his teams are good is because of him but it's because he always has a good system and again that play showed it that's all we're saying yeah all right uh Aiden, what are your thoughts on the um i have only seen the theatrical cut i looked it up beforehand to see which people preferred and it was pretty universally the theatrical cut over the extended and i've read that you should only watch the extended if you're a big fan of the theatrical because it oh. drags a lot more. So I, yeah, I would recommend watching the theatrical, I guess, because I think this movie is fantastic. Um, I think it's, it's really good at building tension throughout the entire film. I think the dialogue's really well done. Um, all the characters are really memorable and enjoyable. Um, I mean, there's a couple scenes here and there that I don't particularly care for, like the big black Johnson scene, <laughs> as Steven mentioned. Um, and I didn't really care for the ending either. I feel like it's just Tarantino being a little too gleefully sadistic. Um, but the rest of the film, I think, is really, really good. Um, I think right from the start, once they arrive at the inn, you know something's wrong. It's the it's just the way it's shot and the and the dialogue. You can tell something's not right, and it and it just builds and builds and builds and builds until until people start dying, and it's really good. Um, I will say they kind of wasted Channing Tatum. I agree with that. He's in it for like two minutes, um, yeah. <laughs> and but like I can't even fault that scene because it is a good and I think necessary quick step away from the release of tension that just happened in the previous scene because it built so far and then stuff happens and then you need like a quick second away um, to try and come back and start building it again Um, and I think it just I think it works really well and just besides those couple scenes um, and just just in general it being Tarantino at his most sadistic um, I think the movie as a whole is really well done. I really enjoy it. I'm honestly, I think it's probably about level with Kill Bill Volume Two for me, and in my number four wow. spot. I mean, it's about Kill Bill Volume Two for me as well, but on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I don't think it dragged. I I didn't I didn't feel like it was too long. I think it was it was very well paced. In my opinion, anyway. Uh, not that I don't like the movie. I, you know, I, like I already said, like I pretty much enjoy every Tarantino film except for Four Rooms. But 
we always have to add that caveat. <laughs> I like that. It's not even fully a Tarantino film, though. Like, are we going to talk about? It is. Are we going to talk about Sin is. City? Sure. That's cool. That's yeah, we can talk goes. about yeah, if we want, but you know, we're already going for two hours, so. <laughs> yeah, we've got what? It'll One be more a, movie after this? The length of a Tarantino film by the time it's done. Yo! <laughs> Watch this we... instead of watching a Tarantino film, everyone. Yay! <laughs> Except no one is. But Sam is still watching, I guess. Hi, Sam. Love you, Sam. <laughs> uh, I don't remember a lot from The Hateful Eight. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't think any of the characters were super memorable before, besides, like, Walton Goggins. And, uh... <laughs> but I feel like I should just rewatch it. It's on the bottom of, it's like on the lower end of my my ranking. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about this movie. It's one of the weaker films of Tarantino. So let's go to Matt since Steven's muted. Yeah, I mean, uh, I like it. Um, it's fun for the most part. I think it definitely is too long. It, uh, I would say it definitely drags, but oddly in a way that's not necessarily boring. Um, I think it's like, even when it's dragging, it's still somewhat entertaining. Um, I think there's just too much going on and at the same time, not really anything going on, um, until like the end. Um, I do think, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee is underrated. I, I like her character is one of the more memorable ones that I remember. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think overall it's just too long, uh, but still, you know, an enjoyable film. Definitely in the lower uh, tier, though, of yeah, my ranking. Okay, uh, let's hear Steven, if you're ready. Yeah, uh, I like this movie. Definitely lower tier, but I still really enjoy it. Um, it kind of surprised me because I, like, I bought the Blu-ray before I actually saw it, but I still really enjoyed it. Um, I actually watched it with both these guys. You guys both like the Hateful Eight, right? It was a good movie. Uh, Which one was it? It was just really long. Yeah, you like the Which Hateful Eight. The one you kept laughing at when we we were in the triple still. Was that the one where they were? Uh, they were in the cabin. Yeah, I actually did like that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were laughing a lot. So I like that movie. Both of my roommates at the time really enjoyed it. Um, well, Drew might not have so much fun. It but was really long. It is long, as he said. He's right on that. Uh, yeah, um, but I, I I like it. Lower tier Tarantino, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, it is much more of a play than like basically all his other movies. So take with that what you will. Um, I think he's trying to adapt it to a play, actually, something like that. Um, but yeah, fun. Uh, Kurt Russell is in it as well, so we gotta love that. Yeah. That's all. All right. Well, I'm gonna bring the list back up, and I would put it uh, between seven and eight. Maybe so. Oof, that is yeah. way too low. I'd also put it between seven and eight. Uh, maybe between, between six and seven. Between six I'd and seven, it, if you gotta put it near the bottom. I'd put it below it's better Death than Proof. Jackie Brown by far. I'd put it below Death Proof, but I still, I actually, 
I might like it more than Aiden, but I'm putting it below Death Proof. So I'd put it between six and seven. I think that's yeah. what I have it in my list as as well. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I, that's where I would put it. Yeah. And seven. I think seven's a good number. Okay. So are you putting it above seven or below seven? Or eight. Below above seven. Brown. It, be below it becomes seven. the new seven. Okay, it gotcha. becomes the new seven. Uh, that's, fine. Uh, that's fine. And... There we go. And like every uh, real ranked episode so far, we have a counter of one orange cat. So. In what? In the hateful eight. In the hateful eight. Where? It is Minnie's cat, right? I don't know. Pretty sure. Cat, but I think it's Minnie's cat. <laughs> is it orange? I don't remember. And we have the orange cat expert in the chat as well. We so. do have the orange cat expert <laughs> okay. in the chat. <laughs> All right. I'll, I trust Sam's. Yes. I trust his yeah. evaluation of that. I do like the uh, the anecdote about Kurt Russell just absolutely smashing that antique guitar to bits along <laughs> the set. I think that's hilarious. All right. Well, uh, now that we have it ranked, are you guys ready to move on to the final? Yes. Yep. I don't think Steven is. <laughs> That's what? Third piss break? Yeah. You have to have a counter. Yeah, I, I thought he was just passed out. To be honest. <laughs> oh, Steven. Uh, I have a counter. I don't know how. Once upon a time in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Wunderbar. Wunderbar. All right. Uh, just to uh, fill the dead air, uh, I don't have anything. Let's to talk say. about Sin City really fast. Yeah, Sin City. Uh, I don't know I don't... how many. I don't know how many other people have seen it. I actually haven't. I need to watch it though. It looks interesting. It's good. It's adaptation okay. of a Frank Miller comic series. Robert Rodriguez yeah. directs most of it along with Frank Miller. And then Quentin Tarantino directs a scene of it. Uh, it's really good. It's really interesting. Um, there's a lot of like unexpected people in it, like Elijah That's Wood. That's true. Um, he has an absolute terrifying role in that. Um, Jessica Alba's in it. Bruce Willis is in it. Clive Owen's in it. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like Mickey Rourke. Nick, Mickey Rourke's in it. Um, uh, yeah, what's her name? Rosario Dawson. Um, oh shit! Wow. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of people in that movie that, and it's really I think it's really good. Um, I think everyone should check it out. It's it's a very unique art style as well. For sure, I personally mm -hmm. don't like it, but I I agree. I still think I would I recommend it. Like, I personally did connect with it, but I I would I would give it a recommendation. Yeah, like mm -hmm. I think it's worth watching. Well, and I'll say this, the CG, like, almost works for this movie, because it feels more like a comic book, like, the movements and stuff, like, it's early, like, green screen or whatever, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't bother me, because it's clearly comic book style, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um, yes, Sam said that it was in Minnie's haberdashery. It wasn't Minnie's haberdashery. Yeah. I, know it's, I know it's, like, the flashback scene, I just didn't remember that if it was orange or brown. Yeah, it makes sense. 
<laughs> Who's bullying? I don't know. Hmm. We do have a piss break counter for you now, Steven. <laughs> yeah, I think that'll be the last one. <laughs> I can we only have one more movie to go through, so I'd hope it would be. I don't think... I don't think the take I have for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is that hot of a take. But hey. I really like this one. But... Oh, shit. <laughs> It's hot to I, me. That, like, like people don't it's like hot. It. It's hot. Well, yeah, putting any Tarantino movie below like five stars is a hot take for you, though. <laughs> so hey. Yeah, but this no, no, but this is one of my favorites. So. I really? Like I know a lot of people really Why? like it, but I'm with Rachel. I think it's Thank bottom you. tier. Thank you. Thank you. I don't, I don't know who wants to start. I guess I'll start. You guys, you know, I, I guess I'm in the. Sure. Uh, sure. Go for it. No, I, I really like this one. I've only seen it once. But I still remember a lot that happens from the movie. So I, like, mm -hmm. I think that's a good sign compared to like the other ones when I can barely talk about them. Uh, I really enjoyed um, just like how real, more relaxed it was compared to like other Tarantino movies. Like I just liked like Brad Pitt driving through LA and like I thought that was really chill and. Uh, I didn't know anything about the Manson murders, so I, you know, I was definitely not expecting like anything to happen from that era. You know, like I had no idea what was happening. So I uh, really enjoyed the ending as well. Like I thought, I really, I, I was laughing so hard when the ending happened, and like, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio brings out the flamethrower and Nick burns the person at the pool. <laughs> I don't, yeah, like everyone in the theater was just like crazy about that. And uh, yeah, I really liked it. I think the screenplay um, I enjoyed as well. Like, I feel like uh, I don't think it's as quotable as other Tarantino films, but mm -mm. maybe it's just the most recent one. You know, like maybe who knows what's going to happen in like 10 years. But uh, yeah, um, I think the production design is really great. I thought. Uh, you know, 1969 LA looks really nice, and then uh, I really like the Spawn Ranch and all that. Like, I feel like there's just like some tension there. That mm -hmm. yeah, did we lose? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, there he is. What is it? We you cut out for a second. Right. Yeah, just a sec. Uh, all right. Well, it's. I guess we can uh, go to someone else since uh, I don't have a whole lot more to say, and you know, I want to let you guys say stuff too. So, okay. Uh, uh, well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, unlike you, I did know a lot about the Manson murders going in because uh, I listened to a lot of true crime podcasts, and I was very disappointed at how underdeveloped they were throughout the entire movie because I went in excited for a Tarantino movie that would touch on the Manson cult. And it left me kind of unsatisfied. That word has been used a lot in this podcast, but I think this is the most unsatisfied I've been with a Tarantino movie or just disappointed, I guess. Uh, I think the dialogue is a lot weaker than the majority of Tarantino's movies just by virtue of, I can't remember a single quote from the entire movie. I, I don't think I could quote a scene even if I tried. <laughs> um, 
it really underutilizes a lot of the actors that it has. Uh, I know that there was a cut scene with Tim Roth in it that I think would have been cool to see, but I have no idea if it was ever released, which would be, I don't know, be neat. I think it has a lot of pacing issues, especially in the middle. I don't have much to say about this because I don't remember most of it. I, it didn't hold my attention at all. Really, one of the most memorable things I can remember is um, the scene where they're in the car at the very beginning and they're listening to an audiobook of The Illustrated Man by Ray Bradbury. And I only <laughs> remember that because, like, oh shit, I like The Illustrated Man by Ray Bradbury. That's so cool. And then no nothing else. <laughs> also, I just don't know that much about like this era of Hollywood. And I think it's riding on a lot of nostalgia that I just don't have for this era, which probably doesn't help my enjoyment at all. So like uh, I had the soundtrack. I'm sorry? The soundtrack is great. Yeah, I suppose so. I didn't take that much notice of the soundtrack when I watched it, but usually the soundtracks are pretty decent, so I'll give you that. <laughs> You know, like Paul Simon, Neil Diamond. Mm -hmm. Those ones I remember off the top of my head. Hmm. Yeah. Can't go wrong with Neil Diamond songs, though. So. Yeah, yep. true. Yeah. I can look up the soundtrack now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, it has some pretty great songs. Paul Revere and the Raiders. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah, it it's not a bad movie by any means, but it's not... I put it firmly like high C, low B tier. It's not the best. <laughs> That's all. all. Right. That's it. <laughs> Aiden? Yeah. I actually just rewatched this before this. Uh, I feel pretty much the same way about it as I did exiting the theater. It's too long. It's very boring. Um, I think he kind of glorifies a lot of trends in older movies that I'm glad went away, like long, long shots of people driving in the car with nothing happening. There's a lot of that in this movie because there was a lot of that in like 60s Hollywood movies for some reason. And I, I'm very glad movie makers stopped doing that because it's boring. <laughs> um, I, I think... Um, let me preface this by saying I knew a lot about the Manson murders going into this as well. Um, and given his entirely revisionist history of it, I wish they'd just cut Sharon Tate from the entire movie. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think Margot Robbie adds anything to the movie at all. Like I I'm a fan of Margot Robbie, but there's nothing in here that she does that has any impact on the story whatsoever. I think it would have been a lot cooler if like at the beginning they were just like, Hey, we live next to Sharon Tate. That's weird that we've never seen them. And then they like foil the thing at the end. And then you hear over the intercom being like, Hey, you want to come up for a drink? That'd be cool. It'd be like, Hey, he saved Sharon Tate. It's kind of a little, a little nod to the Manson murders. It could have spent more time fleshing out the Mansons themselves. Cause like, like Rachel said, completely underdeveloped. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just think, I think every scene of her shopping and her going to the theater and her walking around and her chilling at a party, it was just boring and it didn't add anything to the film at all. 
because she's an inconsequential character in the movie about her case, which is weird. Um, so like, if you just cut all of her scenes from the film, that would have helped the runtime too, I think. I think it would have, it would have been less long and a little more engaging. Um, I really not a fan of his portrayal of Bruce Lee. Like I like the guy who played Bruce Lee. I don't like how they use Bruce Lee in the film where it's basically, he's just a punching bag to show how tough Cliff is. And I don't think that is accurate or even all that cool of a thing to do. Um, and neither did Bruce's family for that matter. <laughs> that's a, that's a big controversy after it came out. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I think there's a lot of misses in here. I think, I think the dialogue's good. I really love every scene that Leo and, and uh, Brad Pitt are interacting. I think their chemistry is really well done. I, I really enjoy this role of Brad Pitt. I think he does a great job. Um, yeah, I mean, everything with like him on the set of Bounty Law and just him trying to figure out what his life is going to become, I really liked all that. It's just, I don't think he meshed it well in trying to do a do a story about Rick Dalton and then also trying to do a story about the Manson murders. And I, I don't think he gave either the attention they deserved, even though it's already a really long movie. So I feel like it would have been a lot better if he just stuck to one thing or the other and not try to kind of do both haphazardly. Um, yeah, I think it's an okay movie. I think the, I think the ending is, is what saves it for me. And yeah. probably most people, if I had to guess, like I think if the ending wasn't there and people weren't leaving the theater in a good mood, I don't think a lot of people would like it as much. Um, so I'd, I'd give it a solid C. I think it's lower tier. I, I, it's, it's okay. I think there's good things to it and a lot of bad things to it. Um, and I think if some things were done a little differently, I would have put it a lot higher. But as is, it's, it's fine. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to Matt next. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I love this movie. Uh, I think I saw it twice in theaters in the span of like a week when it first came out. Um, I do agree with a lot of the criticism from Rachel and Aiden. I mean, I, I think it is a little bit too long um, and everything else you said. I mean, uh, for, in some instances, I think it's correct. Um, but I just think it's a lot of like it's one of those movies where you can you just like to watch the actors just kind of do their thing and just kind of you know even if it's just driving around in LA in a car um, for like 15 minutes like it's just fun to watch. Mm. Um, I completely disagree about removing Margot Robbie. I think, um, I mean, I, I like I was aware of the the tape murders of the history of that, um, and so it really, I think the ending really worked well um i think if you weren't aware of it then i think it still would have been it would have been like oh this is kind of funny this is like standard tarantino but i i think the emotional weight really um held true by the end if you knew going into the movie but i think um if you had removed margot robbie then it would have removed some like connection for people who didn't know um about sharon tate it would have just been like some random person like they don't they don't really care about it so i think um, having Margot Robbie in it really helped um, connect the people who weren't aware of the, the person uh, by the end. And then it just added some, a little bit of 
extra for the people who did know who she was. Um, so I, I, yeah, I definitely think she, she was necessary, even if it did seem a little um, inconsequential or it added to a lot to the runtime uh, throughout the film. Um, but I, I do think having her in it was essential, even if, yeah, if it was a bit of an issue. All right, and uh, Steven? You're muted. I, I, I was telling them to be quiet. I don't know, <laughs> whatever. Sorry. Anyway, um, so this is another one of Tarantino's warm blanket movies to me, much like Jackie Brown. Uh, it, it's very, you know, and I will say this, it's the first Tarantino movie I saw in theaters. I'm trying to think. Me too. I think it's the best movie I've seen in theaters in its original release. Um, So there is that kind of special. Like, you don't get to see many movies like this in theaters anymore. How many movies have you seen in theaters? (laughs) A lot. It's just most of my favorite films, most of my favorite films are not films I watched in theaters. Um, Mm Uh-huh unfortunately that's true so it's like it's not so much the fact i think it's like the best movie ever made but Mm -hmm. um so i really enjoy it for that like it was really enjoyable to just go to more an old-fashioned type of movie get to watch it in a theater see it new uh and i will admit when i saw it i wouldn't have put it so high Mm -hmm. but i've thought about it more and I, I actually do really like the Sharon Tate stuff. That was the one thing that I kind of thought was lesser of the film. But that was when I didn't realize you could have a movie that was, like, not just be about the plot and whatnot. So I kind of uh, I kind of learned to appreciate it. I think the Sharon Tate scenes are important. They give her character humanity. I mean, Matt kind of touched upon it already. But it's, it's just really nice. Um, it's funny, too. I mean, we really didn't even talk about uh, Leonardo. Like, and I can see the expectations being screwed up because, like, the marketing seemed to be more focused on the uh, Manson murders. Really, the movie is about Leo's character and Cliff Booth and or Rick Dalton and Cliff Booth. Um, it's really their movie, especially Cliff Booth. So I I can understand how expectations would ruin it, but I don't think it's like it's hard to market, I guess, if you don't focus on the Manson murders. So, like the the Spawn Ranch scene is so tense; it's tense as fuck. Um, and then the what's the other the like when he does his uh, acting for the western just uh, spectacular uh, yeah. the, the little girl the little girl <laughs> so <funny> okay. as well. <laughs> yeah so uh stuff like that it's very much that's the nice aspect and it's nice to just watch cliff booth like on the roof doing his stuff yeah, his yeah. Business. and yeah. i i can understand why people have an issue with um bruce lee being like uh kind of downgraded a bit here but I, you know, I've heard Tarantino talk about it, and he's more like he's trying to show Bruce Lee got tricked. Like he said, Bruce Lee should have beaten him, 
but he tricked him. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter um, that much. It doesn't really make or break the movie for me. Um, really and awesome. I think it's it's mostly back to kind of Tarantino's roots, where it's a revenge film, yes, mm-hmm. but um, it's also kind of thoughtful and sensitive and, like, you know, willing to give more humanity to these characters. And, you know, it's Tarantino's love letter to something he loves, and I think that's really sweet. So, yeah, uh, definitely one of my upper tier but uh, i'd have to watch it again to confirm but that's my mindset right now have you seen it since it came out of theaters or no was the last one okay yeah and honestly when i saw it in theaters i liked it a little bit less but over time i've liked it more so take with that what you will i think it's also one of the capitals best performances yeah, he's like, he's like, um, I'm that's it, sport. I'm a has been, like, uh, it's funny. <laughs> also, Brandy is great. I love Brandy, I love pit bulls. Yeah. I think they're good dogs. <laughs> All right, well, I guess, uh, no one else has anything to say. We can wrap it up by bringing up the letterbox list. Alrighty, um, I'd say above Kill Bill Volume One at least. I would put I'd it up say, two. I'd put we it above Hateful Eight. Okay, let's put it there for now. I think. Well, yeah. Yeah, so we can put it here for now, I guess. Yeah. And then. Alrighty. How does everyone feel about it? I, I mean, feel. I would put it pretty below. okay. I would put it below Hateful Eight, but I know I'm kind of in the minority for enjoying that in this one. Yeah, we can so also. I'm put fine it above, with it right there. I could put it all the way up above Volume Two. I that's where I would put it. I I would not. I disagree. So Matt. <laughs> well, I'm conflicted because I would put it above Pulp Fiction, but not above Kill Bill. Um, I mean, I think. I don't think you could get it above Reservoir Dogs with the people here. So no, you yeah, could so, I mean, put I it between Bill Bill on the list, Volume One and Two. Volume Two. You'd put it above Volume Two. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's three people putting it above Volume Two. I and Aiden would definitely agree with it being above Volume One. Um, yeah. Even though he doesn't yeah. So, I think that's good. I think that's good the way it is. Then. I don't like it. I don't agree. Me with neither. It, but I'll accept. Me neither. It. Wait, what if what if it's <laughs> on you above that? All right, I guess I'll move this to the final issue. <laughs> no, Matthew, no, you put no. you put that at number one yourself. You put that at number one. <laughs> hey. Hey, you guys are mad. So you guys are not. So I guess I'll just I, I don't I even want Inglorious Bastards at the bottom. You're right, Matthew. Let's destroy the list. <laughs> just there, can, the there can be <laughs> no <laughs> correct this ranking. Whole, this well, whole podcast is a farce. Right. Can we do tiers? Everyone just give their tiers at the end. Sure. Sure. Right. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, now that we're at the end, I'm going to say this list, and then everyone can uh, go. All right. 
or ranking. I already do have my I do have my phone with me. Okay, I'll give you my ranking real quick. Okay, here I'll give it to you. So we got Pulp Fiction number one, not even S tier, God tier. Um, <laughs> one of the greatest ever. Reservoir Dogs S tier. Jackie Brown number three S tier. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood S tier. Uh, volume two, okay. It could be S tier. We'll put it S tier, sure. Volume one A tier. And then seven bastards. Ooh. Maybe it is better than volume one. I don't know. We'll put it at A tier for now. Uh, Death Proof. Eight. Uh, a or B. It's like A. We'll say A. This is on a Tarantino scale, by the way. Um, uh -huh. yeah. Death Proof is like definitely an A tier movie. Maybe an S even. Pulp Fiction to Bastards is S tier <laughs> movies, no question asked. But Death Proof, maybe S, definitive A. Um, Hateful Eight, A tier movie. Uh, well, no, A tier Tarantino, number nine. And then Django will be the B. Although, Hateful Eight may be B as well. So, I don't know. And then I guess since we're going on the Tarantino scale, I'll put Django at C, but that's stupid because it's still a rule. So, maybe B, but whatever. Yeah, that's it. You guys get that? Yeah. I didn't know we were writing it down anywhere. Oh, I didn't know we were doing I thought we were just gonna go through it because yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I, I thought like you'd go through it, but like just do a recap uh, visual. Yeah, yeah, yes, it's fine. Yeah. Bring this up for a second. Yeah, I mean that's my list right there. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I can do mine. I have mine sure. pulled up right now. Go for it. Uh, S tier in order is Inglorious Bastards, then Kill Bill Volume 1. A tier, Django, then Reservoir Dogs. B tier, Pulp Fiction, then Volume 2. C tier and D tier, it doesn't really matter on the order in these, but I would put C tier as Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And then Death Proof moves between C and D tier. It doesn't really matter. And then D tier is either death proof. I don't know where that would go. Hateful eight and Jackie Brown. And then F F minus tiers four rooms. Although I don't think we're counting that. The final bottom three, apart from four rooms, I don't think their ranking really matters. It's all like muddled down there. It doesn't, I don't have any hard opinions on the ranking for those three. All right. Um, I guess I'll go backwards because I already said the top three. Are mm -hmm. But uh, then I'll start with F tier, which, you know, is four rooms. This is the rest of the movies are within Tarantino because I mm -hmm. still, uh, I wouldn't normally put in D tier because it's a uh, Tarantino list, uh, D tier, Dapper, and the Hateful Eight. And then uh, D tier, Kill Bill, two, B tier, Jack Brown, and Django. A tier is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in Bill Volume 1, and then S tier are uh, Reservoir Dogs and Glorious Pastors and Pulp Fiction. Hmm. All right. 
Uh, I can do mine next, I guess. Um, number one, Inglorious Bastards, S tier. Django, number two, S tier. Pulp Fiction, three, S tier. Kill Bill, volume two, A, um, for number four. Number five, Hateful Eight, A. Six, Jackie Brown, B. Seven, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, C. Reservoir Dogs, eight, C. Nine, Kill Bill, volume one, D plus. Death Proof, F. Expected a D from that one, but an F? Yeah, wow. It's, okay, it's that F. hurts. For, for Death Proof? It's F for yeah. foot. <laughs> I mean, look, I... That... <laughs> Do you have that saved from two and a half hours ago? I can just it back on screen, so... Yeah, are you sure uh, Death Proof isn't an S? Like, I'm sure. Colin, Colin hasn't even seen Death Proof. He's <laughs> <laughs> just memeing. But I appreciate uh, saying that. So. <laughs> I don't even think Death I'd Proof above Pulp Fiction? Yeah, that's it. Crazy. Okay. S tier Inglorious Bastards and Kubo Volume 2. Uh, a tier, Django, uh, Once Upon a Time, and Kill Bill Volume 1. Uh, B tier, Reservoir Dogs, and Hateful Eight. And then C tier, Pulp Fiction, and Jackie Brown. Oh my gosh. Wow, I didn't <laughs> know you would hate it. Wait, that Pulp Fiction is your second lowest. You haven't seen Death Proof, though, so. Oh. Okay. That's third lowest, then. Yeah, you probably won't like Death Proof as much, <laughs> being real here, but we'll see. So, uh, yeah, we have everyone's ratings. Um, I guess that's it. Yeah. <laughs> still shorter, for, uh, still shorter than The Hateful Eight. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> We've done it, guys. <laughs> uh, we made it before midnight, at least. So. Thank God. Got three okay. missed new discussion board posts. <laughs> oh, great. Right. Well, it was page ranked next week. Ooh, that'll be fun. We got to spin back again. National Treasure better be top for all your guys' lists. I'd accept no. National Treasure 2. <laughs> well... Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just going to talk about random Cage movies. I don't even know. Are we ranking performance or movie? Or both? Yes. Movie, but we'll talk about performances. Is uh, uh, Willy's Wonderland yeah, just, included? Just like Absolutely. Like, uh, His line there, delivery in that? There, There is a certain Nick Cage movie I'm thinking of where like, I really like the performance a lot more than the movie. I mean, that's Andy? quite a thing, but... Well, yeah, anyway, not Mandy, but is it we'll knowing face off? Um, Sam, thank you for helping us uh, for face off rules. <laughs> Paul, Sam, uh, thank you. Love you, Sam. <laughs> love you, bestie. Thanks, Sam. I bet Sam will love to see my character arc yes. of going from sober to drunk. Throughout <laughs> <the podcast>. <laughs> <laughs> Has Sam oh. seen Inglorious Bastards yet? Yes. Uh, no, I don't yes. So. Great. Oh, she has. Yes, she has. You should watch them all. Yeah. Agreed.
don't nice. watch four rooms though. True. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, if you need uh, don't watch four rooms. How does it sit that I've technically seen more Tarantino films than you, Stephen? How does it sit with you? I don't I mean, care because that's not technically City, so it's kind of even. And I've seen Till Dawn, which was written by him and stars. That's not so. directed. Yeah, but, but I he's don't in care. It. I don't right. care. I'm comfortable in my own skin. <laughs> Four rooms. He didn't even direct, so he just directed twenty five percent. Well, he did direct. He's credited, but it's not feature. It's not a feature. So, get that discussion port. That discussion post on. Come on. Yeah, there's you have uh, one minute now. <laughs> yeah. There's well, a little bit of delay. It's because of like streamer and stuff. So Sam's like just sending me messages. Guys, we're about to be longer than hatefully. I think we are now. Oh God! Oh fuck! Oh, oh no! no. Gotta end, right, end it now. Okay, now. <laughs> I think broadcast.